evening, wrestling fans, and welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. For the next two hours, we will bring you the latest pro wrestling news, in-depth analysis of all your favorite promotions from across the globe, and much, much more. We will also bring you exclusive interviews with the greatest professional wrestling personalities on the local, national, and international levels. If you want to follow the Wrestle Talk podcast, check us out online at www.wrestletalkpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. And now, it's time for the reigning, defending, undisputed leader in pro wrestling podcast, the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Good evening, wrestling Good evening, fans, ladies and, and gentlemen, and to welcome to this week's episode of the Wrestle Talk the- Podcast. I am Luke Roberts, and we're going to have a great show here tonight on the Wrestle Talk Podcast. I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in, make it a point to share everything with your friends, family, you name it, make it a point to share everything about the Wrestle Talk Podcast. We got a lot of great things going on tonight. Tonight, we're going to have the Unbound Barbarian, Ryan Cole, is going to be on the program at about 7.30, and then at 8.15, we're going to have Santana Jackson on the show as well. It's going to be a great show, and already got fans sending us messages here on the program uh, tonight. We're going to have a lot of great interviews, a lot of great information, and who knows? We might have a few surprises tucked in as well. Uh, at this point, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to go ahead and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast a man who's been kind of absent the last couple of weeks. But it's because he's been doing lots of things for the program. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and welcome him in. My co-host this evening, Sonny Money Mayo. Sonny, how are you doing this evening, good sir? Oh, hi, Luke. <laughs> you all right? Come on, baby. It's Tuesday night. Let's go, baby. Woo! Yes, got- that is summer. I love summertime. I love Tuesday nights. I love being live. I love you, Flywalker. I love Hardcore Horse. Jeremy's eh, okay. I love the night out. I love Wrestle Talk Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I have been absent. I've been enjoying my summer with my family. I've been driving this truck around all around the Midwest, not just Kansas City. My hours have been crazy, but I've been keeping up with you guys, I've been following everybody on Russell Talk when I'm not hosting because I love all these people near and dear to my heart. And now I'm back with my boy Flywalker, and we're about to have a kick-ass night. Ain't that right, Flywalker? Most definitely. As Rodell put out there, Sonny, you got to answer the questions from the fans. You just put it out there. I don't think so, brother. I know it's been more than two. You might want to add a zero to the end are of that. Are we after- talking all day or are we talking in the past hour and a half, two <laughs> hours? All right. For today, I'm on like number five, okay? Now, for those who follow me on my personal Facebook page, let me do a little uh, little pimping, a little promoting, a little putting Sunny Money Mayo over, okay? Two weeks ago, two Mondays ago, I had my last cigarette, Okay. Eight months ago, I had my last drop of beer, okay? Now, alcohol wasn't really too much of an issue, but I just figured let's just cut it out. Since then, we have gained coffee and lots of it, okay? So I'm a coffee fanatic. I love coffee. And anybody who's new to Wrestle Talk Podcast with Sunny Money Mayo Austin, coffee's always in my hand, and it's always going to be in my hand. And you guys will never, ever, ever truly know the count on how much coffee I've had. 
I guess Hardcore Hoss is, is, is going to be uh, very quick tonight with the uh, the unbiased opinions of the Wrestle Talk podcast. But right now, and again, we got to throw this one up here too. Uh, again, our, uh, joining us here this evening in the Wrestle Talk comment section is uh, Big Sexy Chris Rodell. I know he's getting prepared as an eye for this coming Thursday night, Dynamo Pro Wrestling having an event at Gateway Harley Davidson in South St. Louis. Make it a point to check us out. It's free. 100% free. Check us out Thursday night. We're going to be talking about a lot of pro wrestling action here in the St. Louis area and the Kansas City area here tonight as well. Uh, Sonny, I got to ask you, other than being all around the world and then some, are you ready for a great show tonight? Well, I'm ready for a great show, and let me just note one thing, okay? I put over everybody here, and I see my boy Rodell's a little sour grapes over there. Rodell, you know I love you, big sexy, even with that Santa Claus thing behind your head, which I'm going to punch it right off the wall when I show up to your house, all right? I love you, Chris Rodell. You're one of my favorite hosts of Talk Podcast. Yes, Flywalker, let's get this thing going, big dog. All right, well, like I said, before we get too far along, I know that <clears throat> pardon me, we've been having some technical issues, and thus far we've been doing okay tonight. We had a little bit of an extra part of the anthem but the, or the uh, introduction, but that's okay. Let's okay. go ahead before we get things started. we got a lot of great viewers watching the show tonight, but let's make sure we can get those great sponsors uh, mentioned as well because without the sponsors and the viewers, the WrestleTalk podcast doesn't exist. Uh, we're waiting here just a minute here. The WrestleTalk podcast sponsors, Royal Mills Transportation. If you get a point, you're in the KC area and you need it. Uh, mode of transportation, Royal Mills Transportation is the way to go. Rathbun Engraving, the home of those wonderful WrestleTalk podcast mugs that you can get from ch- contact any of us for $20. Nobleman Barber, uh, Noblesman's Barber Lounge, Kansas City, Missouri. Ask for Pete the Barber. Kincaid Arcade at the Oak Park Mall. Everything Combat with USC Hall of Famer Pat Militich and Jay Hollywood, Jeffrey Wilson. Meet Fiesta KC Party Rentals. Interstate 70 Sports Media with Jeremy Carp, And, of course, the world's premier fantasy wrestling group, the FWWC. And I did mention or forget to mention earlier on, we will be having, if I, from my understanding, we will be having – uh, a drop in here at about eight o'clock from the FWWC tonight as well. We got a lot of great things going, but before we get things going, we've got all of our sponsors, we've got all of our viewers, and I know they've been talking to a lot of people here tonight to make sure things are done. We have something that we need to do each and every week, and I know Hardcore Hoss has been taking care of it. It's been one of the things that a lot of people have been asking. It's something we do each and every week. And Sonny, I know that you're a busy man. But yeah. I know that when it comes down to it, especially this time of year, this is something that's very important to you. So I'm going to go ahead and, and, and with with Hardcore Hoss, who's really, really good at this. And you always know Nightmare Jones, Joe Lance is very good at this as well. <laughs> We're going to give you a chance to go ahead and make sure we get this last little piece of business taken care of before we get tonight's show started. Well, what, what I'm going to do now is... Luke, you don't have one on, but I do, and I do need to go see Noble Men's Barber Lounge. I need to see Pete the Barber to take care of me here, but I'm going to remove my hat. Everybody on YouTube, Facebook, and wherever else you're watching on social media, I'm going to ask you to do the same because right now, as we do every single Tuesday night, every Wrestle Talk podcast episode, we will be playing our national anthem for the greatest country in the world, and that's America. Hardcore Haas, backstage, hit that beautiful song for me, baby.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, our national anthem that we have each and every week right here on the Russell Talk podcast to make sure that we talk about the greatest country in the world, and that is America. And again, thank you, Lance, for uh, sending our messages here. We're being listened to tonight from the great state of Iowa. We're going to have an opportunity here later on this summer to make a trip up that way. Hopefully we can get up near uh, near a lot of the viewers of the Russell Talk podcast. Now, you know, Sonny, you and I had a conversation last week, and we had heard about a couple of these topics, but now since it is time, like it is each and every week, we're going to go ahead and we're going to put it all on the line here. Oh, yeah. This week's installment of one of Sonny Money's favorite segments of the show every week, and that is the high spot segment. So, Parkour Hoss, I know you're in the back making sure all of our technology is working great. Can you go ahead and hit that DJ Money for tonight's uh, portion of the Russell Talk podcast? High spots? Mic check, mic check. Yeah. All right, all right. gentlemen our good friend dj money bringing forth that great introduction for the russell talk podcast high spot segment and sonny i'm just going to go ahead i'm going to go right to it because this first one is something that a lot of people have been talking all about on the internet uh as many people know on the 31st the night after SummerSlam, jim crockett promotions is bringing forward starcast fives rick flair's final match and last night the match was announced the question here ladies and gentlemen is what are your thoughts about the announcement of the matchup? For those that didn't get an opportunity to see it on the internet uh, yesterday or today, it will be Ric Flair and his partner Andrade El Idolo taking on the team of Double J, Jeff Jarrett, and Jay Lethal, accompanied by Karen Jarrett. Sonny, I'm going to go ahead and throw this to you because there's a lot of things that could be discussed. I really want to hear your take on this. Okay, so I'm going to start it with this, Okay. What I am excited about, about this whole show, and I believe the whole show is just called Ric Flair's Last Match. I mean, they're not really calling it nothing else. I know Conrad Thompson's involved in it, StarCast, uh, Jim Crocker Promotions, but it looks like it's just called Ric Flair's Last Match. Um, I'm excited about the rest of the card, about Ric Flair, which I will get to here in just a second. Not so much, but... I want to give a rundown on this quick card here real quick for those who are not familiar with it, for those who have not seen it, for those who've been living under a rock. On this card, we have Kerry and his father, the legendary Ricky Morton, with Robert Gibson accompanying him to the ring, going against Brian Tillman Jr. and Brock Anderson with Arn Anderson accompanying them to the ring. Great tag team match I'm looking forward to. We're going to have the Wolves, Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards versus the Motor Shitty Machine Guns, another tag team match I'm looking forward to. Listen, I'm not going to run it down. You guys are hip to social media. It's 2020-22. It's going to be easy for you to find. Look it up. Great card. That is what I am excited about about this whole thing, Luke Roberts. What I am not excited about 
is to see a 73-year-old Ric Flair getting in the ring. For what? What do you have to prove, Rick? I know that you've came out and you've shot all these promos and videos and saying, people are saying that I still don't have it. Well, of course you probably don't have it, buddy. You're 73. I don't want to see you taking the high back bump off the top rope. I don't want to see you doing the big backdrop. Thank God you're doing it in a tag team match. But I think it's a spit in the face of wrestling fans. I think it's a spit in the face of Shawn Michaels. I think it's a spit in the face of a lot of people uh, that Ric Flair's last match still to be on the record books was WrestleMania versus the Heartbreak Kid. Now, obviously, we know he went to TNA and he had matches there and he said he gave the Rolex back to Shawn Michaels. And I understand how the wrestling business goes and no disrespect to anybody in the wrestling business. I know that it's like almost an addiction. Once you're in, it's so hard to get out. There's so very few and many far between that can walk away and say, I'm ab I'm absolutely done without ever coming back again. But Luke, I I'm going to say this for a lot of people around here. This match is going to happen regardless if I wanted to, other people or not. I just hope that when the bell rings and the main event is over, that Ric Flair is okay. Because it is noted, he has a defibrillator. He has a pacemaker. Again, he is 73. Not 63, not 53, not 43, not even 33. He is 73 years old. And you know that, hey, if this is official last match, you know he's going to be going out there trying to do Ric Flair types of matches. So I just hope he's okay. But, I'm, you know, again, to me, his last match will always be against the Heartbreak Kid at WrestleMania. Again, we told you it's the, it's the gremlins, man. They keep going back with all that technology. So that's two since I've gotten on the It's all air. good. It's all you know good, something? baby. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Well, you know something, though? I mean, again, look at the promotions coming together. You've got AEW. You've got AAA. You've got New Japan. You've got MLW. I mean, the, the list goes on and on. A couple matches that are really kind of surprising to me here. Uh, one, the Von Erichs versus the Briscoes. Yeah. I think that's going to be a, a really good match. It's going to be a killer match. Uh, another one that really kind of stands out to me, and this is one that a lot of people would not expect, and I'm very surprised it's happening. Josh Alexander defending the Impact World Championship against Jacob Fatu. Yeah, man. That's going to be one. I mean, and I'm going to tell you right now, there's a lot of great matches on here. I mean, you've got the Rock and Roll Express versus the, I guess you would call them the new inclination of the Four Horsemen, uh, the Wolves versus the Machine Guns, and so on. To me, I think Anderson versus Fatu is going to be the match that's going to steal the show. Again, you've got a technical wizard like Josh Alexander taking on a man who is a brawler who we've seen in MLW can fly, he can fight. He has a very well-rounded technical game. i got to tell you right now, personally, am I looking forward to the event? Yes. Yeah. Do I think that Ric Flair um, – I don't want to say – do I feel Ric Flair should be able to be in the ring – it's like you said, Sonny, once somebody gets that bug in them, 
they keep going. That's what I've been doing for 35 years. I know and, I, and, and I have also. I mean, I, I've gotten in the ring when I was a younger money and took in bumps. You know, I, I, I commentary and ring. I mean, it's it's above Luke Roberts. You know how it is, buddy. It's it, it's there. Back, yeah, back when back when you were Sonny Nichols. <laughs> But you know what what comes up with this, though? I got to tell you, I kind of agree with you in the idea. To me, when Ric Flair lost against Shawn Michaels, that's it. I mean, again, when you go out there on a worldwide stage and say, I'm done. Yeah. That's that. And and, 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 and then we have the nice night on Raw after where they bring out everybody and their mother except Sting. You bring out the Horseman. You bring out Steamboat. You bring – I mean, obviously you didn't bring out Luger, but mainly everybody who was important in Ric Flair's career, his daughter and his his ninth wife was out there crying along with him. Come on, bro. You know what? Let let me jump on something here, Luke Roberts, and I don't mean to bounce, and I'm enjoying your perspective and your point of view on this. But one thing that I'm going to give credit to Ric Flair for and Ric Flair's camp for on this whole event and his last match is in this main event, Ric Flair is smart because he's putting himself around people who can actually work and actually can still go in a wrestling ring. Jeff Jarrett in his mid-50s, you know he can still put on a match. Jay Lethal, he's still doing it. He's still doing the damn thing. And Ric Flair's son-in-law, I mean, he's one of the hottest talents who's not in WWE anymore, out there killing it right now. I mean, he, he's to me, he should be a main eventer in AEW. He should be a main eventer in Impact, so on and so forth. So, so credit to Ric Flair on that. Credit to Ric Flair on saying, "Hey, I can't do this by myself." I mean, and, and I'm sure he could because he's still Ric Flair and it's still in him. I mean, they always said that Ric Flair could have a match with a broomstick, and I believe that to be true. But, again, I just think it's going to be Ric Flair going out there and wanting to do the high back bump and the spot off the top where he gets thrown, man. And that them first couple bumps, bro, I'm going to be I'm going to be hiding. I'm going to be hiding. Well, you know, Sonny, I got to look at it this way. And when I was getting ready, and, I mean, again, it was all tied into Ric Flair's last match. If you haven't had a chance to see either of those online uh, through YouTube, I think it's on uh, through the StarCast channel, uh, really interesting look going into this. You know, I was like a lot of fans. I was thinking about it with AEW being, well, was it going to be Ric Flair and Sting? I think Sting very well. I mean, granted, he's in his early 60s. I think Sting could have made it a really solid match. Could it have been um, – Ric Flair and Ricky Morton. I would have, I would thoroughly enjoy that. And a lot of people we've been talking about the idea of Ric Flair and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. We saw Ricky Steamboat, and he went out there. Granted, it was what 10, 12 years ago. If right, 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 right. And went out there and looked like he hadn't missed a step. Right. And surprisingly, I don't know why it was clicking in my head when I was getting ready to watch that announcement. I guess you would put it. Something was sticking in the back of my head saying Ric Flair and Barry Windham. Yeah. Yeah. But again, I agree with you hundred percent. I mean, again, if it's one of those where Rick's gonna go out there and I mean they've done a wonderful job. I mean, he's been in the gym, he's been in the ring, he's been doing everything he can to get ready for this matchup. And again, if you look at it, he's almost fifty years in professional wrestling, it's gonna be interesting and I'm gonna be a little bit nervous for him too. But I mean when it comes down to it, I mean it's gonna be a stacked card and I really think I think you said it's gonna cost thirty nine ninety nine or thirty nine ninety five. I think honestly, my personal opinion. I don't think you're going to go wrong with it. I think there's a lot of great no. guys that are going to be there. I think it's going to be a really good show. Yeah, they, they, they did a really good job, again, with surrounding Flair with guys who can still go in the ring and putting a solid card underneath it. So we'll see what happens tonight after SummerSlam. But that's 
then this is now this segment is high spots and Ric Flair is not the only thing in pro wrestling that's going on right now. So my boy Hardcore Haas back there, let hit me with that next high spots topic, bro, because I want to keep this thing going. Do you think that a TV 14 label will turn around the WWE? Look, Roberts, I'm going to let you take the floor on this person. Before go ahead, buddy. You take that. My answer, real simple, no. Right now, the WWE has become stagnant. The WWE has too many things that are going around that are causing, I mean, they've got their themselves being pulled in about 17 different directions. They had one of their greatest things going with NXT, and now that's in a state of flux. I mean, again, you had issues with Triple H having a cardiac issue, and now you've got all the issues with Rick or with uh, Vince McMahon, among others. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't see in the immediate future a TV 14 label fixing the problem. It's going to take some time before something like this fixes the problem. I would love to talk about this topic, but I had to sign a non-disclosure agreement. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. Well, so listen, man. I, one, you know, the day that the news dropped, and Luke, you're like me. We keep up with wrestling sites. You know, they were saying that they're going to TV 14, and then hours later they're saying they're not going to TV 14. But Pat McAfee was on TV talking about them going to TV 14. So one – who knows if it's really going to happen, which it looks like it's going to, but I wouldn't be surprised if WWE was just like, nah, we're keeping it PG. Two, I think, um, do I think it will help turn around the WWE? WWE really doesn't need turned around right now because you know what? They're doing damn well if you look at all the revenue and all that. Now, you want to talk about ratings? Well, shit, I mean, they're, they're actually doing pretty damn good in ratings, too. Now, for the hardcore fans like yourself, Flywalker, and like myself, and like Rhino, who I know is there in the comments, like El Diablo, when he's not doing swantons down there in New Breed, he's keeping up with the product also. We're maybe not too much of a fan of the WWE product. Some things they do good, some things they don't. SummerSlam's coming up, and I'm just like, eh, you know, I'm more excited about AEW. But that's just my cup of coffee. That's just my cup of coffee. And everybody has different cups of coffee, okay? Um, but to, to get to the point here, TV 14. So what are we chasing here? Are we going for more cuss words? Are we going for more edgier stuff? Do they think that's going to help the product overall? Because, again, I think they're doing damn well on what they're doing as far as ratings maybe not so much ratings but revenue and so on and so forth um i just hope that they're not trying to recap go back to the attitude era-esque of we're doing this because we can and it doesn't make sense because if you go back now in 2020 22 and you go back and look at stuff in 1998 1999 that vince russo booking yeah vince russo had some good stuff he was booking but there was a lot of stuff now that Again, if you sit now in 2022 look back then, it didn't make sense. It wasn't that good. Uh, hardcore Haas there, you're saying it needs TVMA. Well, what are you trying to watch there, Haas? I mean, you, you, hey, bro, I, I can get you a subscription to X videos or porn of if you need some TVMA. I mean, there's some pretty girls on there, not just in the WWE. <laughs> but, well, well, Sonny, I want to go ahead and throw something else here at you, and we're going to look at what's here. Uh, Hardcore Haas, there was a comment that Ryan brought up here talking about what he felt was stagnant in the WWE. And I want to bring it up here. The fans are what's stagnant. Now, 
here's my thinking. It just kind of popped up. And thank you, Ryan, for that great comment. Because what we're looking at right now is this. If you look at WWE versus AEW, WWE is keeping it very, very G, borderline PG, doing what they need to do. AEW, you haven't heard a cuss word in the first 15 seconds of the program. I'm shocked. And that's one of the things, Sonny, you talked about. Are we going back to the Attitude Era? I don't think so. And I go back to what Ryan said earlier. The fans have grown accustomed to what they see in the WWE. If you can have that opportunity to kind of take some of those restrictions away and that you have the opportunity to be a little more free with your language. Personally, I'm the other school of where you don't need to drop profanity to get a reaction. No. But when it comes down to it, it's kind of one of those things, if it's working for AEW to get the fans to be on their feet and get excited for the matches, is that what they need to do to make kind of reinvent WWE? I mean, again, personally, I don't think the TV 14 label is going to get there, but I don't think that going too much farther than that is good for wrestling in general. Here's the thing that – go ahead, Luke. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, 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 go ahead, Sonny. you got you got one more. I, know, I, I think I know where you're going here. Well, here's the thing that I always liked about WWE, and I like it about it even more today, is that I can get on Peacock and I can turn on I can turn on almost any era of WWE besides from about '97 to not 2000, and I can sit down and watch it with any of my four boys upstairs. So I'm going to kind of equivalently it to this: WWE is Disney, okay? WWE is something you could take the whole family to. Now. For those hardcore fans who aren't hardcore fans yet, hey, they go to Disney. Disney leads to anime, okay? Well, I'm going to WWE, and some people just stop at WWE, but other people go, hey, look, there's a local wrestling promotion here. Or, hey, there's Deathmatch wrestling over here. Or, hey, there's Lucha Libre wrestling over here. And they go out in other sectors of wrestling world. And some people are just okay with just the WWE. So that's the one thing that WWE has done good over the years. <clears throat> and thank you, Jamie, for the comment. You're agreeing with me because if the fans want to name it, they're going to name it. That's what it is. Now, I want to go ahead and shift gears. We talked about Ric Flair's last match. We talked about the cha potential change in WWE. I want to skip ahead here to AEW. We talked about it here in the last question. And tomorrow night is going to feature a match barbed wire everything. <laughs> and I got to tell you right now, the question is, are you looking forward to it? Uh, uh, money, I'm going to go with you because I know you you like, even though Renee doesn't, you do like an occasional hardcore death match. Yeah. What, what's your view about tomorrow night? Nah, bro. I ain't feeling it. I'm just not feeling it, Luke Roberts. I'm, I'm sorry, bro. Listen, AEW does a lot of good things. They put on a lot of good wrestling matches. They bring out a lot of wrestlers and personalities that I like to see, that I spend my money on, that I pop for, hey, or boo. But when it comes to the hardcoreness, the death matches, the barbed wire, the explosions and all that, they've, hey, you know what, we can be explicit here, they've shit the bed on that, Luke Roberts, okay? They have not done a good job when it comes to these type of things. If they're going to be hardcore, then be hardcore. Do not come out here with some plastic barbed wire. Don't insult my intelligence. Don't insult 
Ryan's intelligence in the comments. Exactly, because that's what it is. If you're going to be hardcore, then say screw the executives at TNT and come out there with some real barbed wire and cut Jericho open the hard way. Otherwise, don't even do it. Don't even promote it, all right? When it's come to hardcore matches with AEW or anything hardcore, deathmatch or anything like that, they have not done a good job. So, no, I'm not really excited about tomorrow night. Sonny, you're going to think that I have taken the, that big leap. Two words. Nick Gage. Now you're going to say, Luke, what you talking about? Chris Jericho, Nick Gage. The five labors of Jericho. Yeah. A match that nobody thought they were going to see. And they didn't tap dance around it. They went at it. And I'm going to tell you right now. Have, has AEW had successes like Jericho Gage? Yes. Have they had failures in the hardcore world? I don't think we need to discuss Kenny Omega and John Moxley and their foray into barbed wire. But when it comes down to it, I'm really interested to see how this is all going to play out because I think that they've they've put this all together. I really wish it could have gone longer. I, I like how they've incorporated other people in, in the mix of it, which is something a lot of people don't necessarily do in professional wrestling anymore. Yep. I'm interested. Do I think it uh, to me? Um, I I hate to say it, Sonny, but you've got great matches like Gage and Jericho and the matches with Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. But I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm really kind of leaning towards this becoming more like Moxley and in Omega. I hope not. I hope I'm pleasantly proved wrong tomorrow night, but I, I just have this feeling right now that to, I, I, I'm leery of tomorrow night. I really am. I mean, you can almost argue, Luke Robertson. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it a lot. I popped for it hardcore. I was posting about it on social media. You know, you go back to Nick Age and Jericho. You brought it up. But even then, that was kind of tamed. And I understand why. Again, they're on network TV. They're on TNT. The app, you can't be, you know, showing millions and millions and millions of people the inside of a skull and brain matter and all that. Um, but I just feel like that WWE, or I'm sorry, AEW keeps wanting to sway that way when they're really not. They are more of a spot wrestling, and yes, they do do good storytelling and arguably better than WWE at this point. But there were more just spot wrestling, pro wrestling, gorilla. What 2022 wrestling style is really about? That's what AEW is about. And I feel like that Tony Khan being such a ECW mark or Japan mark or even a, a bit of a deathmatch mark that he wants it to be hardcore and just when they do hardcore again they just shit the bed so <laughs> you're muted you're muted that again with the technology room I'm gonna look at it this way in the idea that when it comes down to it W or AEW is not doing this every other week this is not an ECW kind of feel this is only about their third or fourth hardcore death match, however you want to call it, in the last three years. I think it's one of those where you look back at the territory days and the idea of where you would see that one major match to, to, to kind of end things for the time being and push it in another direction. Mm -hmm. And I think right now what we're going to see here tomorrow night, I really wish it could have gone longer because I'm a territory guy. But when it comes down to it, I mean, again, I just hope that Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho can deliver. And I got to tell you right now, it seems like every time Jericho kind of pushes that line of what a lot of people say, he's kind of losing his edge. 
it comes back. And he gets look, he's looking in better shape and he's preparing for these things. Like I tell you right now, yeah. that's the thing. Whenever you put Chris Jericho out there, Chris Jericho will deliver. And we've seen countless times that Eddie Kingston can deliver. And I'm going to tell you right now, as it stands, things are going very well. Now, uh, we got right here, and I, I, I want to throw this here as well. Um, Luke, uh, Lance Hatfield, thank you for bringing this out. You're talking about the uh, a, the uh, Trago Thez Hall of Fame here. A lot of people are going to be there. If you're up in the, uh, <clears throat> pardon me, it, it, near Waterloo, Iowa, I mean, again, this is going to be a great opportunity. I know a lot of friends of mine get to go to it. Um, I know that, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to go this year. But, I mean, again, there's going to be a lot of great inductees. And it's going to be a great time. If you get a chance to make it up to Waterloo, Iowa, definitely one of those places you need to go to and check out because the Hall of Fame in Waterloo is a great place. Thank you, Lance, for sharing that for us here tonight on the Russell Talk podcast. Um, now, real quick here, we're going to wait just a minute. We're supposed to have our first guest here momentarily, and I'm just waiting for confirmation that our first guest is um, on hold. And it doesn't look like it's the case, but we'll be – Ready to go here in just a minute. Hardcore Hoss, uh, if you go ahead and let us know whenever they arrive, that's fine. Um, like I said, we'll go ahead and get things taken care of. I'm going to go ahead and throw one more question out here, and thank you for bringing that up. Uh, the NWA is now bringing back the U.S. Tag Team Championships at NWA 74. Should they bring them back? I say yeah. I really do. Because you only have the NWA World Tag Team Championships. And if you're going to be the NWA, everything else seems to have a secondary – championship why not have that avenue with the u.s tag championship i'm going to go ahead here real quick and turn things over to you sunny money so we can go ahead and talk about this i've just never been a fan of like i believe back in the 70s they had the wwe intercontinental tag team titles i know the wcw did like a six-man title they did uh to me that a company it should only be one tag team championship and that's it like, I'm not even a fan of women's tag team championships. I'm just not. And that's no diss towards the women. I just believe it should be one tag team championship, and that's it. So, no, I'm not really that excited about it. Uh, do I think it's going to be interesting? Do I think it will give more opportunity for tag teams on the independent wrestling scene to be spotlighted and showcased? Absolutely. And that is what I'm excited about. I'm excited about Seeing more tag teams out there, um, there's some great ones here in KC. I know there's some great ones over there in the St. Louis area. So maybe some of them teams that we can actually see now on a national level who I believe deserve it and fight for um, the, the NWA U.S. Tag Team Championship. But as far as I'm concerned, it should only be one tag team championship per company. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it this way here, and I know we're waiting on uh, – on, uh, Ryan Cole will join us here in just a minute. Um, Hardcore Hoss, can you go ahead and Jay Hollywood, thank you for joining us. I want to bring this one up here. It's not really a, a high spots question, but it, I think it I think it needs to be addressed. We're going back. Sorry, money. We got to go back to this, and I'm and you're going to see why here in just a minute. Hardcore Hoss, can you bring up Jay Hollywood's last uh, last statement in the chat? Thoughts on the Ric Flair parking lot attack? I got to tell you right now. Yes, 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 yes. I think it was great. Everything went exactly the way it needed to be. Jay Lethal thought with all the help with Ric Flair, he was going to go. And when you get Jeff Jarrett out there, 
you figure to yourself, okay, maybe Jeff Jarrett's going to align himself with Ric Flair, which would have been a, a very good thing. And then as soon as the as soon as they knew what was there, boom. And I'm going to tell you, and this is going to date me a little bit, but this reminds me of when Dusty Rhodes was out, attacked outside the TBS studios. This was golden. I think it was one of those where it was perfect. Everything was great. Uh, and again, if you're going to make it a point to try to advertise a matchup, this was definitely there. I very much appreciated it. Sonny, I know you're in the middle of drinking your coffee, and I get it. Your thoughts on this? Yeah, I'm in the middle of drinking my coffee. I'm hollering at some of our guests here. I'm hollering at people in the chat who want to come on Russell Talk Podcast, who want to join me in the Fly Walker. Ladies and gentlemen, take a number because there's a lot of people from every continent in this great country and this great world that want to come on Russell Talk. We'll get to you shortly. But let's talk about that, the, 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 the parking lot and, and how it was filmed and everything. Bro, that's pro wrestling 101 right there. That's storytelling right there, baby. If, if you know, and again, we talked about it in our first high spot. Yes, I, I'm, I'm nervous for Rick and his health, but that made it a little bit more okay. You know, like I was interested, obviously, because uh, it's like car wrecks, Luke Roberts. I don't know how you are with car wrecks. Like I, like I'm gonna watch a car wreck, but it's like shit. I wish I kind of went to see that. And I think that's what Ric Flair's last match is going to be kind of like. It's going to be like, eh, it's a car wreck. I'm going to watch it. You know, hopefully everybody walks away okay. Um, but, yeah, you know, they did a great job with it. And Jared is such a great heel, bro. I love Jared. I love me some J-E-double-F-J-A-double-R-E-double-T. Slap nuts. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, though. And, and one of the things I've really liked about the series, and again, if you haven't caught it online, go to YouTube, type up Ric Flair's last match, and you're going to see these. One thing I found really interesting, and maybe it's just because I'm, I'm, I'm reflecting on my career, but the idea of seeing David Crockett and Ric Flair on the speedboat, enjoying a couple of beverages, and just reflecting on things in general. That was one of those things. Every little piece was laid out perfectly. And I got to tell you right now, and we've had some people talk about GCW as well, uh, Game Changer. And I got to tell you right now, Jeff Jarrett has been doing a lot of interesting things. And I think he is definitely a good pickup for the WWE. It surprises me, knowing full well, that he's going to be involved in SummerSlam. And then the next night, and actually thinking about it, he's not going to have to go that far. No. Because where is SummerSlam? Nashville. Yeah, man. Where's Ric Flair's last match? Nashville. Yep. So yep. it's one of those things of where he's going to have a lot of work to do, and it's going to be a very interesting weekend, that's for sure. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, and, and yeah, and it's NWA and it's Jim Crocker Promotions, but, you know, with – with with Charlotte Flair being such a prominent figure in the women's division and just all the history and lineage and everything with Ric Flair and the WWE, you know, it's not going to surprise me if there's WWE officials there at the show, if there's a WWE cameras, maybe even filming filming something for it. You know what I mean? It's just it, 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 
we've got so many naysayers about it. And, and what, rightfully so. Again, the man's 73. But on the other side of the coin, it's Ric Flair. I mean, I think you can, Ric Flair is a household name. You know, not too many people can know the name of Sami Zayn. But everybody knows the name Hulk Hogan. Everybody knows the name Stone Cold Steve Austin. Everybody knows the name John Cena. Everybody knows Ric Flair. So, yeah, 73 years old, but it's still Ric Flair. is still a name. So, you know, again, and, and, and again, like I stated earlier, with Jarrett, with Jay Lethal, with Aunt, with, with uh, Flair's son-in-law, it's going to be great, man. I mean, as long as Flair's okay and that pacemaker doesn't bump out of his chest, uh, let's see. Jay Hollywood stating that Lutez had his last match when he was even older than Flair. And that is true, Jay Hollywood. And, you know, again, but Flair was known, my man. Flair was known for that partying lifestyle. My man had a 10% chance of living just less than five years ago. He was in the hospital. Like, everyone was – he was saying he's done. He's ready to check out. You know, it's, the ref was – that arm was coming down for three on Flair's life. And he kicked out miraculously, and I'm glad he did. But, you know, he's he's yeah, he's 73, but he's put a lot of miles on that body, my friend, a lot of miles. Well, I got to tell you right now, Sonny, I mean, we could talk a lot about this event and, and things along the line, but I want to go ahead and take a second here, and I want to kind of shift gears back to WWE. And I got two things here. Like I said, we're waiting for our first guest to join us here. And anyway, we want to thank you for all the great comments that have been on the uh, comments line here tonight. I'm going to look at it this way. We're going to shift gears back from Ric Flair's last match to SummerSlam. And I'm going to put it this way. Street Profits, Usos, Double J is the referee. To me, I don't see the connection. I'm sorry, I don't. I mean, I think it's just one of those, you're, you've got two, probably, if not the greatest tag teams in the WWE right now. And you're putting Double J, Hall of Famer, in that match. To me, it doesn't make any sense. Money? Yeah, no, it doesn't make, doesn't make a lick of sense to me either. And, you know, we go back earlier on one of the high spots questions of talking to TV 14 rating, and we talked about, uh, you know, some of, the, some of the booking decisions. And, man, it's just – I don't know if it's because we're hardcore wrestling fans or what, but, you know, we could sit here for another two hours, fly walking and talk about some of the WWE's booking decisions that they've made. Again, this one does not make sense to me. If you would have put Rikishi in there, if you would have put uh, Adam Pierce in there, it, you know, we could have done something here. But I think they just kind of did it to say, hey, let's get a pop and put Double J out there. You know what yeah. I mean? Sonny, real quick, I want to throw out there, too, one of our, <clears throat> our our great viewers talking about Gypsy Joe. And to give you an idea, he wrestled his last match five years before he died. He died at the age of 82, so I want to say late 70s. So it's going to be one of those things of where, I mean, can it be done? Yes. Don't get me wrong. But I don't think with all the health issues and things like that, and, and Jay Hollywood bringing up a great point here, it's just one of those things of where when it comes down to a professional wrestling um, got a lot of things here, and I just think it's it's the wrong fit. I really do. I don't see where they're wanting to go with here, and and I agree with Ryan. I think it's going to be a great match without him. Um, we're good to go there. Now, another one here real quick, and I know in just a minute we're going to be uh, joined here by Rocco in just a minute. Yep. Um, here's my, my other question. I'm totally skipping to last week of breaking news right at the end of the episode. 
WWE NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. Roxanne Perez and Cora Jade. And Cora Jade turning on Roxanne Perez. I got to tell you right now. Yes, that was a cliffhanger. You haven't seen a lot of those in NXT for quite a while. I got to tell you, that to me, nobody expected it. Didn't expect the tag champions week after winning the championships to have that happen. I got to tell you, Sonny, that left me intrigued. I don't know about you. That's why I want to throw this question to you. What are your thoughts about Core Jade basically leaving Lox, Roxanne Perez late? And not, 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 not just that, Flywalker, but what NXT is kind to uh, starting to shift back to what it was. And I believe that's because one Mr. Paul Triple H Levesque is uh, finally booking, finally back to booking uh, NXT and finally getting his hands Triple H style on NXT. So to me, that, that smells Triple H booking all over it. And you hit the nail on the head. They haven't done that in a while. It was a cliffhanger. So kudos to them on that. I, I agree with you, Sonny. I mean, again, it's one of those things. And right now we got NXT going on. Uh, hopefully if any breaking news happens and we get come across our desk, we'll make it a point to to share that. I know right now that Sonny Money's taking care of some things here on the show. Uh, right now, I mean, again, a lot of things are going on in the world of professional wrestling. And, I mean, again, it's one of those things where you got a lot of great uh, things going on, whether it's AEW, WWE, uh, Game Changer Wrestling, uh, even a lot of the local promotions as well have got a lot of great things going on here in the area. And uh, again, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. We're seeing a lot of things that, like you said, every little niche of professional wrestling fan has something that they're going to look forward to. It's not a problem. Now, um, also want to say a shout out to Herb Simmons joining us here on the program this evening from SICW. I know they just had a great event this past weekend. Um at um, with the Gateway Grizzlies. Um, again, make it a point to check out um, WrestleTalkPodcast.com. You can find out all the great information. Also, you can listen to past shows just like Sunny Money does each and every week. Uh, right now here, we're, we're waiting for <clears throat> the Unbound Barbarian, Ryan Cole, to join us here in just a few moments. Um, right now, we're still waiting. Uh, I know there's been some technical issues here. Uh, we're getting things taken care of as to... Uh, getting in, um, I guess I know he's got a message that he has tried to uh, to um, join us again. And we apologize for some of the technical issues we've had, ladies and gentlemen. Last couple of weeks, StreamYard has been a great change for the WrestleTalk podcast, but there's sometimes when technology doesn't want to cooperate and we're trying to take care of those as quick as we can. Uh, also, as a reminder, I totally forgot to throw this out here last week. Uh, make it a point to check out Powerhouse Wrestling Extreme up in Strader, Illinois. Uh, they got a lot of great events that are going to be taking place. Um, haven't had a chance to get up that way recently, but make it a point to check them out. Um, got a lot of other great wrestling action. Also, make it a point to head on over to eatsleepwrestle.com. Good friend John Cosper has been releasing several new books. Uh, also, a re release of the 10 year anniversary of uh, Bluegrass Brawlers. Had an opportunity to read that book, and it's a great read. Make it a point to uh, go check it out because I believe he added more uh, information. Uh, I believe he had a new chapter or two regarding um, the current state of professional wrestling in that particular area. Make it a point to check it out. There's a lot of great things there. Sonny, I got to throw it to you because I know we're going to be joined momentarily 
Uh, thank you for throwing that out there as well, Ryan. Uh, I think we'll be talking about them later on today as well. Um, a lot of great wrestling that's going on. Is there anything else that's really kind of catching your eye when it comes to um, the world of professional wrestling right now? Oh, absolutely, especially here in the Kansas City area, July 30th. Uh, you also have uh, XWE making its debut in Leavenworth. Coming on over to this side, coming to the Kansas City side a little bit, a little bit closer to Kansas City. XWE is usually holding it down over there on the western side of Kansas. They're coming over here to the eastern side. I believe they're making their debut over on this side of the state. So XWE in Leavenworth, Kansas. They're having a beautiful hotel, a beautiful facility. I've seen some of the cards. Uh, I'm sorry. I've seen some of the matches they have announced for that card. And, and a lot of um, wrestlers and managers and referees who are part of the Wrestle Talk family. So if you're in the Leavenworth area, you want to see a great wrestling show, do not miss out on XWE. Also, next month in August, one of the biggest wrestling cards, one of the biggest pro wrestling matches in Kansas City history in the past 15 years, CSW. Arn Anderson's going to be in the house. The name of the card is Horseman Country. Brock Anderson in the main event, taking on Jeremy Wyatt. It's a tag team match. You also got Vic Capri. You got the legendary Ace Steel. Man, it's going to be a great show. I cannot wait for that. I'll be there. I'm pretty sure Night Owl will be there. I might have to drag him by his ear, put him in a headlock, put him in the car, put him down there in Overland Park with me. But I know I'm going to be in the building for CSW Horseman Country at the end of August. I cannot wait for that. So, And as we've had down here on the bottom, too, as you're talking about CSW, SICW bringing in the Wildfire Tommy Rich on August 13th and September 10th, bringing in the National Treasure Nick Aldis to SICW. You can check them out for all that great information. And also, just to remind you, the last week of September, the Russell Talk Podcast will be uh, taking part at the Cauliflower Alley Club out in Las Vegas. We should have more information as we go along with that. Uh, I know myself and I believe the night hour are going to be out there. Uh, it's going to be a great event. Uh, if you want to have the opportunity to go make a point, caulifloweralleyclub.com. Uh, you can get all the information to get that taken care of here. Hold on just a second here. Uh, I think we are just about ready. We've had a couple of technology issues, but that's totally okay. We'll get things taken care of. So at this point, Pardon me. We talked about a lot in the high spot segment tonight, and we're going to have a lot to talk about when it comes to professional wrestling on the local scene uh, with our first guest here this evening, a man that Sonny Money knows very well and was very, very much looking forward to having on the program. So at this point, let's go ahead and welcome our first uh, guest this evening, the Unbound Barbarian, Ryan Cole. Ryan, welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast here this evening. How are you doing, good sir? Hey, uh, I'm pretty good. How are you doing? Not too bad, not too bad at all. Like I said, I've heard your name a lot of times. I mean, I'm a St. Louis guy. Uh, I've been to Kansas City for a couple of events. And when it comes down to professional wrestling in, in, in the Kansas City area, the Kansas area, I've heard your name a lot of times. And I'm going to go ahead and turn things over to my broadcast colleague, Sonny Money Mayo, because I want to sit back not just as a wrestling commentator and a longtime wrestler, but I want to get the opportunity to really – learn more about you here tonight because I'm like the fans here. I enjoy pro wrestling and having an opportunity to have you here on the program tonight is definitely something we're all going to join and learn from. So Sonny Money, I'm going to go ahead and turn things over to you. 
No, I appreciate that. Fly Rocker, Fly Walker. If I can say that 10 times fast, you know what that is? That's the sign that I need more coffee. When I'm stumbling over my words, I'm proud of my communication. And if I don't have enough coffee, I start head up a little bit. And you cannot do that on Wrestle Talk Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, because then I'll end up on Botchmania. So with all that being said, Rocco, what's up, baby? How are you, my friend? How are you doing? Welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Man, thank you for having me on today. We got a lot of stuff going on lately. <clears throat> I've noticed you that, bro. And listen, I've been a fan of yours for a long, long time. KCXW Day, Soccer Nation, that hot-ass building in downtown KCK where I about fainted out. And we can get into <laughs> all that. You know what I mean? But I want to start it a little bit on something that we don't really talk about in the world we really don't dip into here on Wrestle Talk Podcast. Because hence the name we talk wrestling, but something that you're involved in, and that is mixed martial arts MMA. You got Spar Wars coming up out in Independence, Missouri. Yeah, Marco, what are you doing, a... bro? You were doing hip tosses, and now we're doing MMA. I mean, talk to me about this MMA thing, my friend. I like the combat sports, brother. I, I love combat. You know, I'm the barbarian. You know, it's great. Uh, I, I need the nature of war. No, uh, the Spar Wars here in Independence, Missouri, um, off of Forest Avenue. Uh, man, if you do kickboxing, we got kickboxing matches for you, okay? Inside, we're going to have a gi jiu-jitsu tournament for real grapplers, okay? You, you know how to grapple. You come in, and, you know, we have 170 and lower, 170 and above, and there's some cash prizes for most taps. We don't count your losses. You sit there, and you can wrestle all – you can grapple all day. You, it's not a one and done deal. You can get tapped a hundred times if you want to, to get 10 taps. And then the cool thing is we have the, the kickboxing sparring coming. We're going to have uh, a LARPing tournament. I don't know if you guys know what LARPing is. It's I do like not indulge of, me, please. It is a day of combat out here. So the kids that go out to the parks and they dress up like medieval warriors and elves and stuff, and they beat the crap out of each other with foam weapons. I reached out to them and I offered for them to get and throw down in the ring and one-on-one duels. And we will present the winner a championship belt and a trophy as well. And so what, so what made, well, let me, let me, let me, let me talk on that a little bit there then Rocco, because what made you reach out to somebody like that? You wouldn't really think about that. If you talk about spar wars, you talk about MMA, you weren't really thinking anything like that. Are you just trying to cast a wide net of everything combat and bring it all under one roof? Yeah, uh, that's my dream. My dream is a thing called, uh, and I, I don't know if you remember the show that I put on, uh, I tried to put on a while back, uh, Gladius Arena. Absolutely. Uh, my dream is to have a space that I call the Gladius Arena where I have combat and training there all the time. And we'll have an event every weekend, maybe. So of a different sort, MMA or wrestling or a jiu-jitsu tournament, whatever it may be. That's the dream. Well, hey, man, and, and, and a guy like you who, you know, again, I've watched you now it's been seven years. It feels like it's been 15 for me. Um, but I've watched you here in the Kansas City area, and you're a guy who's always striving. I see so many guys who come and go, uh, not only in the wrestling business, but just in life in general, that they come out and they say, hey, they put it out publicly. 
uh, to their friends, to their family. They put it out on social media. Hey, I have a dream. And they're doing everything they can in their dream to make it happen. And then they hit one little bump in the road and you never hear from them again. And, 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 and no diss towards those type of people. But then you get type of people that I believe that you are, Rocco, where, you know, you just you don't stop, bro. You know what I mean? You really don't stop. Again, I, I, I you, you did such a good job. Uh, and, 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 and Rocco, I hope you don't mind me going here. But this show is a, a half shoot interview, a half K-Pape interview. Oh, uh, but, you know, when I first came across Johnny Rocco, you know, you did such a good job making yourself uh, a believable character who is from the East Coast that a guy who is legit from the East Coast, Sixers represent. I don't know if you remember that, bro, but I actually walked up to you to the KCXW show and I was like, yo, yo, what's up, bro? I, yo, Jersey, Philly announced. What's up, bro? And you were like, nah. <laughs> you were like, nah, that, that, that ain't it. That ain't it. So, hey, so kudos to you for that. But again, like I was saying, man, it, such kudos to you for keep it going. And yes, you did the Gladius. Talk to me a little bit about Gladius. Um, you guys a did do a dream. show, correct? Yeah, I did do a show. Um, I did a, a, a show in like the height of the pandemic, which was just probably foolhardy. Um, but it was a dream nonetheless, because we had had a show booked and I had Raven booked to come and we were going to do yep. a whole thing, a seminar and everything. Um uh, lost out a good bit of money on that because we we're going to do it in Overland Park. Um, pandemic hit. It was a month before the show and I had to cancel. And I held out for as long as I could before I finally canceled the show. And then, I don't know, some, some stars aligned and I saw an opportunity to take a practice run that people may not, you know, remember. And maybe I can work out some kinks too because it's my first show to ever try to run. Um, and I felt like it went okay. There were some definitely things to work on. You know, there's always things to work on. Uh, yeah. There, we're going to do it again. There's always things to work on. Absolutely. We're going to do it again. So we're getting ready to run a new little deal out here at uh, the Spar Wars called Proving Grounds. So I have a nice little card that I'm building of pro wrestlers. They're going to get in there and uh, they're going to show – these other warriors, what they do. It's going to be a full day of combat at Spar Wars on August 6th. So you'll have to ch come check it out. No, I, absolutely. I will now. Uh, and I know Flywalker can attest to this for me, but I am technically a married man, even though I don't have a wedding ring on. So my wife only gives me a few free passes a month. So I'm going to have to vacuum. I'm going to have to sweep. I'm going to have to Lysol, but I'm going to do what I got to do come August 6th to be out there and come check out Spar Wars for sure, my, my man. But, um, you know, and I'm glad we've talked this MMA. And I and I am an MMA fan. I'm a UFC fan. I'm a Strike Force fan from even back in the day. I've tried to bring Night Owl into it. He don't want to hear it. He just wants to listen to SPM and make tortillas or whatever the hell Night Owl does. But we are a pro wrestling podcast, my man, a pro wrestling podcast. And so now I got to ask you, KCXW, how did you come across that? How did you get involved with oh, KCXW, geez. my man? Um, well, man, my uh, I was having a hard time, and I just cried out to the gods. I said, hey, you know, I need an opportunity. I want to fight. I want to wrestle. I want to do shit. Like, I, I was spinning my wheels and whatnot, going nowhere. And sure enough, on my feed came this thing for XWC, the Extreme Wrestling Center. And it was Absolutely. affordable and it was close. You know, they weren't asking for an arm and a leg for me to go train. And I didn't have an arm and a leg to give them. 
So they, they let me train and they had that show and man, it was, it's been a fun ride ever since. And I haven't been back to work in KCXW in probably four years. Would you ever, could you ever see yourself back there, Rocco? Uh, you know, it's the wrestling business. There's always possibilities. You, you never know? say um, never in the wrestling business, my friend. Right now, I'm I'm hot right now as far as my athletic streak. I'm 35, but I'm in my prime right now. Like, I, I'm a late bloomer. So, pro wrestling, I get to be the barbarian. I get to be a little hyperba- hyperbolic and yep. just crush fools in the ring. And then um, MMA, I'm getting ready to, uh, you know, take that on again. So, it's keeping me in good shape. Good shape. So I got PIW coming August 20th for a yes. premiere. I'm yes. going to crush some fool yeah. out there. Well, you know, and absolutely, and we're going to get into that PIW. Um, but, you know, I just I want to make a little side note here real quick. And 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 it was uh, a social media post that I seen today from XWC. That is the Extreme Wrestling Center based in Raytown, Missouri. Um, anybody in the greater Kansas City area looking to train, there's Plenty of people around. I've shared it on my social media. But the XWC, uh, they put out a post just today, and they they, they they hit the nail right on the head with their post, their social media post. And feel free to go check it out because I'm not going to get it word for word on what they said. But kudos to XWC and kudos to Kansas City Extreme Wrestling, KCXW. You know, in the past seven or eight years, there's been a lot of people who've tried to have their hand in wrestling training in the greater Kansas City area. And I've seen people come and I've seen people go. And then I've seen new people come and I've seen new people go. And XWC has always been the consistent. And not only have they always been the consistent, they've always been willing to give a helping hand to anybody. They've always been gracious to me. They've always been gracious to fans. I've seen fans shit on them. I've seen fans shit on certain people in that promotion or who's affiliated with them. And I've seen them same fans walk in and I've seen those people from XWC and KCXW put their hand out and say, Hey, bygones are bygones. Sit down and enjoy the pro wrestling show. So I just wanted to give my little two cents and my love to everybody over there at XWC, everybody over there at KCXW. I know they're planning another show at Soccer Nation here coming up. And, you know, hopefully, Rocco, maybe you, me me and you will go down there. We'll go check it out together, brother. But in the meantime, something that you brought up. up Bro, PIW. Yeah. Oh my God, Rocco, talk to me about PIW, bro. That's, <laughs> Were you that's at the last special. show? <laughs> Were you at the last show? Did you see what I did? <clears throat> I, no, no, I wasn't at the last show. I had another booking as a ring announcer, but I heard about oh. it, and and, and I, I'm not spoiling it because I don't even think Flywalker knows. Let's hear it from the horse's mouth. What happened at the last PIW show, Rocco? So I know you know Kenny Zombie Jones. You you go to XWE shows. Absolutely. So I was booked in a match with Kenny Zombie Jones. I'm the unbound barbarian. I train with killers, man. I train with killers. This man is the last to show up, okay? And he's rattling off to everybody 10 minutes, 10 miles a minute, and we get in the ring and he wants to go 100 miles an hour. When I finally got a hold of him, I smashed him. And uh, I choked him out in the middle of the ring, like cold out. <laughs> but the nice. referee, they uh, so <clears throat> things happened in that match. 
And uh, I was not awarded the victory necessarily, uh, even though I choked him out. It's just how things went. I almost wasn't allowed back in PIW because of how things went. But, you know, when you get in there and you're unprofessional and you're throwing things, you know, and you're throwing things with a guy who does it in a cage, you're going to flip a switch and that's what's going to happen, you know. So Kenny John- Zombie Jones, is they're going to let him work again. As I feel sorry for whoever he's working because yeah. he's unprofessional, you know. I guess what I did was mildly unprofessional, but it was more of a receipt. So, you, you know, you want to get in there and you, you hit me hard and throw in everything you got right away. Dude, I'm going to come at you with everything I got right away. You know, there's no feeling each other out in this match anymore. You know, I'm going to choke you out. You know, it's it's cage match time. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and I want to switch gears here, but to keep it with PIW, uh, talk to me about somebody who's having involved with PIW. He was recently a guest on Wrestle Talk podcast. Uh, he is part of the Wrestle Talk podcast family now. He's a guy I follow on social media very closely. The one and only Mr. Jason Mortis himself. Talk to me a little bit about Jason because I know you guys got a good friendship there, man. Yeah, we got a pretty good friendship going on. We've uh, he's been my partner in Gladius. Um, yep. You know, we've uh, we've wrestled in the ring uh, against each other. We had a nice little uh, match there, so we earned each other's respect. And Jason's a great guy. Um, PIW is going to be a strong company, so you need to be watching out for that because he's bringing in some wild stuff. There's a new championship that he's uh, trying to bring in, the Senators Championship. Uh, this is a floating championship. Um, has been defended in a few different places already. So hopefully that will take off again. Um, Jason Lee is a strong, strong guy. You know, he's a really strong guy. I watched him break his hip in the middle of the ring and he came back and wrestled, you know, shattered his hip. So he's got my full respect. Tough, strong guy. I mean, I've seen guys uh, break a pinky nail on a ring post and never even utter the words pro wrestling again, let alone go watch a match or anything. So, uh, uh, you know, you stole the words right out of my mouth there, Rocco. Utter respect for for Jason. Um, you know, like you said, he shattered his hip, and, 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 and that injury echoed around the Kansas City wrestling community, uh, whether you were fans of KCXW or not. I mean, people knew about that. That was a pretty major injury. And there was a lot of doubters, man. There was a lot of naysayers. And Jason has proved them time and time again. And I just kind of feel like, you know, the group of guys with you guys, with Jason, with Rocco, with some other fellas, man, you guys just keep proving the naysayers and keep proving the doubters, you know, one year at a time, brother, you know, and, and, and that is what we love about having people like you on Russell talk podcast. Cause you, you guys just keep coming back for more and keep coming back for more. You don't take no for an answer. No, this is what we love to do. It's the nature of combat, you know. I'll do until the wheels fall off. And then I'll do it a little bit more after that with the wheels taped on. So. <laughs> uh, well, listen, I don't want to keep rambling here. This is a two-man podcast. My man, Flywalker, has been on the side <laughs> of me over here. He's been real humble. Uh, Flywalker, I know you're not too involved uh, with Rocco and his his wrestling repertoire there, so I know you got some questions. I know you got some things rattling on in your mind. You take the floor, my friend. Well, I'm going to look at it this way. And again, first of all, Rocco, thank you for bringing forth the idea of combat sports. That's one of the reasons why I got into pro wrestling was the idea of being able to be a grappler. I was never really a high flyer. I was never really a brawler. I was more wanting to get on the mat and be able to tie somebody up. 
people to be in there. My question to you is this. Over the course of your MMA and your wrestling career, which one do you feel has been more beneficial? I mean, you're, you're kind of, I, I guess we'd say kind of a, a cross-categorical athlete, uh, a, a, kind of like a cross-training, cross-fit type athlete. Which one would you say has been the more beneficial to your athletic career? Would it be wrestling trying to translating into, pro, into MMA or MMA translating more into pro wrestling? Well, it's actually a, a two-way street, to be honest. Um, pro wrestling gave me a lot of the tools and broke me in athletically to be able to go in and at least do 20 rounds and not look make a fool out of myself. You know, I could at least collapse around round 18 and, you know, not feel bad about it. Um, it yeah, the, the chain wrestling, it helped me out when I started uh, learning some jujitsu. Uh, it's, it, some of the positioning's a little different. But for the most part, a lot of the locks and the key locks are the same. Uh, but MMA really helped me find my, my, my balance. My coach, JT, uh, John Thane, he helped me find, he's helping me find my inner peace. Wrestling wouldn't help me find my peace. There's too many egos, too many this and that going on, and it's not good for my inner peace. MMA, believe it or not, getting in a cage and beating somebody in the face against the cage – it really, you know, is a peaceful experience afterwards. So it, that's been a really good grounding experience for me because in the gym, all the guys that I train with that also fight, a lot of those guys are better than me. So they beat the crap out of me. It's a humbling experience. But when I go into the wrestling ring, I know that there's only a handful of guys in there that can truly hang with me. So I get to be whatever I want when I'm in there and I can be hyperbolic and have fun. So. I, I very much appreciate your your honesty there about how the two kind of work kind of in the, kind of a simultaneous harmony. My other question that I have right now is this. I know you've been very active in the Kansas City scene, wrestling for countless promotions up there. Are there any other promotions, again, especially considering Missouri, Illinois, Kansas, Nebraska, this area being known for a lot of great local pro, pro wrestling promotions. Are there any other promotions that you really could see you and your style being a good fit for? Man, I've I've really had my eye on these Journey Pro cats um, for a while. Um, there's another one that they're doing. I think it's Dynamic Wrestling Federation out in Overland Park here and there, or Trailblazing Wrestling Championship Wrestling. It seems like it's a a different um, echelon of competition. So maybe that might be something I have my eye on. So a, a different uh, a different echelon of guys to compete against rather than the same guys over and over and over. I might go to KCXW though. Uh, I'd like to get in the ring with my brother one more time. That'd be fun. Well, like I said, I mean, again, I know there's a lot of promotions in the St. Louis area that with, with, with your knowledge and expertise that very much would be interested in having you come down and compete. I know Sunny Money's been to several different events here in the St. Louis area, and I've been to a few in the KC area. I'm hoping to get back out that way sooner rather than later. But when it comes down to it, um, one other question I have to pose out here is this. When your career is finished, I mean, again, you, you talked, I mean, you're, what you had said earlier was much like they talked about in the A&E biography of Goldberg this past week, getting into pro wrestling, getting into MMA at a, at a later age. With your career, when, when they finally close the book on the, barbar the unarmed barbarian's career, what will people say about your career in wrestling? And I'm going to split this into two parts. Wrestling and MMA. Well, uh, 
in wrestling, I think they'll uh, they'll like the show aspect, the hyperbolic features that I give people. I, I'm I'm a theatrical cat, you know. I like to walk out to great music in my skull in my hand. So I hope that they look back and they saw that I had a lot of fun and that I really enjoyed myself in pro wrestling and that I did what I wanted to do, no matter what anybody told me. And then in MMA, so far, not so great, but okay, you know, as far as my record goes. So maybe I hope they look back and they said he didn't freaking quit when the chips were down on him and he didn't quit when he got hurt and he kept fighting so let's just see if I can make something good of it moving forward. I'm 35. I think I got another 10 years worth of solid competition left in me hanging with these 23-year-old cats. So we're going to take a run at it. Well, I mean, again, I first of all, I want to say thank you for being honest about those. But also, I want to say thank you for being, much like the Wrestle Talk podcast, being willing to kind of shoot from the hip a little bit, being willing to, to let people know exactly how you feel. Now, Sonny, you know what we always do right before the end of our first interview segment. No, straight point. Sorry. You been, you've been in rare form tonight, I got to say. So I'm going to go ahead and throw things to you to kind of explain to our, our guest here this evening a little bit about our next segment here on the Russell Talk Podcast. So, Sonny, you can go ahead and explain what's coming next. Well, listen, I love high spots. I love everything about Russell Talk Podcast. But what we are about to do, and Rocco, you're going to join in with us on this here. This is one of my favorite segments of all of Russell Talk Podcast. We are going to go ahead and get into the shoot and shout portion of Russell Talk Podcast. Now, Rocco, you got a gripe. You got something you want to get off your chest, wrestling-related, MMA-related, Coffee related, political related, girlfriend problem related, neighbor related. It does not matter. If there's something you want to shoot on, shoot on it. If there's something you want to shout about, shout about. Because now is the time. You'll get about 30 seconds of doing that, Rocco. I'm going to get my time. Flywalker, get his time. You also get your time there, Rocco. When we are done the shoot and shout segment, though, I'm going to ask you for a big, big, big favor, Rocco. I want you to. Give us all of your social media, where we can find you at on social media, and talk about your upcoming events. Is that okay, my friend? Yeah. Spectacular, spectacular, spectacular. Well, Flywalker, let's get this shooting shot segment started, my friend. It's just one of those days when you don't want to wake up. Everything is fun, everybody sucks. You don't really know why, but you want to justify ripping someone's head off. No human contact, and if you interact, your life's on contract. Your best bet's to stay away, motherfucker. It's just one of those days. It's all about the he says, she says, bullshit. I think you better. <laughs> All right. Well, Sonny, I'm going to go ahead and go first here. This Please, evening. my friend. That's what I'm waiting on. I, I, yeah, you I, deserve it. Yeah, I, I got a couple of shout-outs real quick. Number one, again, I want to give another shout-out. I, I know Chris and I gave a shout-out last week. Moondog Rover, from what I heard, his procedures went well. He's recuperating nicely from his uh, procedures. Get well soon, Moondog. I also want to give a shout-out uh, to a good friend of mine, uh, the Irish Devil, Doug O'Shea, uh, having to announce his retirement due to injury uh, today. Uh, from what I heard from a lot of people, it was a very dangerous situation. Um, we're now looking at the idea of him having to go to neurologists 
and a few others as a result of his last contest. And again, I've known uh, Douglas O'Shea for 30 plus years and uh, a great, a great in-ring competitor. Yeah. He gets people fired up. Um, I know a lot of people have had some issues with him and meatloaf. I, I still don't understand that one, but again, um, if it is truly his retirement, they don't want to see anybody go out due to injury. You want to see him go out in their terms and, and Doug, again, uh, thank you for all you provided the professional wrestling community. Now, Mishu, and I'm going to tell you right now, this is coming from the heart here. If you are going to run a multi-location business and you move to a brand new state-of-the-art high-tech building, you better make sure before it starts that all of your technology works. I have spent over a week trying to get some things taken care of. I've used the phone. I've used email. I've talked to people. You name it. I've done everything I can. And it never goes through. Oh, our technology's having problems. You know what? You got to deal with it. That's like the Russell Talk podcast. If we got problems, we work through them and we go. These businesses are all using that as an excuse. And I'm going to tell you, it does not sit well with me. Again, I'm just going to leave it at that. Sonny Money, I'm going to turn things over to you. Well, listen, I got to give a big shout out to everybody in the Children's Mercy Network here in Kansas City. Also, the Children's Mercy Cardiology Department. They were fantastic for me and my son today. My son does have Marfan syndrome. My son will be having open heart surgery here with probably in the next year or so. The cardiology department today took care of him and I very well. So big shout out to all them doctors, all them nurses, everybody there at Children's Mercy, everybody in the cardiology department. Now my shout, Luke Roberts, what month are we in? July. Well, no shit, it's hot outside. I'm so tired of people complaining about the damn weather. Shut the hell up. You know it's hot. What do you think it's going to be? Oh, it's so hot out. Oh, my God. Get in the AC, drink some water, powder your nuts, and shut up about it. Oh, my God. And then it's the same thing in January. Oh, it's so cold. It's so cold. Put some freaking car hearts on, all right? Get some hot chocolate from Quick Trip and stuff to eat. Shut your mouth. Damn, you know what it is. It's the same thing every year. Ain't nothing new. It's the freaking weather. My God. Rocco, what do you got for us, buddy? First of all, I love Douglas O'Shea. I wish him the best. I've known him for a while myself, most of my wrestling career so far. So I love Douglas O'Shea. My rant, though, if you're under, I don't know, five foot ten, you need to wear a sweater at all times, especially if you're a bodybuilder. And this is why, because I'm sick and tired of guys being able to walk around at 160 pounds and look like fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? And then I'm 190, 200 pounds sometimes, and I look like Jack fucking Skellington most of the time, okay? So you guys need to wear a big poofy sweaters or whatever it is and quit flexing at 165 pounds looking like you're Jack. I mean, what the hell, man? You just you piss me off. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. My eyes are blue. They are green right now, okay? Mm. Rocco, listen, man. I'm so happy. It's been seriously, brother. It's been long overdue to have you on Wrestle Talk podcast. You're kicking ass in the MMA game, regardless of what you're saying. For anybody just to step into the cage has balls, and they have respect in my book. So, so you're kicking ass in the MMA game, and you're still dipping your toe in the pro wrestling world. I've been a fan of Johnny Rocco. Now I'm a fan of Ryan Cole. So I officially want to welcome you 
to the Wrestle Talk podcast family. Thank you so much for coming on with this interview, my man. And do us a favor, drop all your social media where we can find you and, and tell us about your, 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 your upcoming events where we can see you live in person. Well, you're going to find me on TikTok right away, Unbound Barbarian. I'm the only one there. Unbound Barbarian on TikTok. And then you're going to find me at PIW Live Shows, Premier Independent Wrestling. And you're going to find me at Dancing Bear Martial Arts. This is the only places you're going to find me. I don't do a whole lot of social media these days unless it's my TikTok or just my Ryan Cole Facebook page. There you go, man. There you go. Well, again, one more time, Rocco, Ryan. Thank you, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And I'm speaking that for Flywalker. I'm speaking that for everybody else who helps host here every Tuesday night live at Russell Talk Podcast. Then one more time, welcome to the Russell Talk Podcast family. Thank you, brother. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, first hour is over, man. I mean, that's a great interview. And again, Sonny, thank you immensely. Never had the opportunity to sit down and, and, and hear from uh, – the Unbound Barbarian before, I'm going to tell you, it was a really great interview. Yeah. Uh, and again, I see a lot of people who have been putting their shooting shots out here in the uh, chat as well. And again, a lot of them very much like us. And um, again, really just kind of great, great hour all around. A little bit longer on the high spots, a little bit more at the interview. That's okay. And we see it, Sonny. The coffee meter. Where are we at? Well, I tell you, Miss Elizabeth, yeah, all the stores and uh, no, I can't do much, man. Listen, I'm about uh, we'll have to go back and rewind this. I'm at about uh, five cups of coffee right now, all right, and I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty wired. Am I going to bed after this? No, probably not. I'm probably gonna walk around the neighborhood in the dead of dark, and I'm gonna tell everybody about Russell Talk podcast. That's okay. That's okay, ladies and gentlemen. That's okay. I'm on five cups of coffee. Uh, we're going to say, uh, what do you think, Luke? By the time the show's over, we're going to be at seven. You think we're going to hit seven tonight? Eight. We're, go we're going to eight. We're going to eight. We're going we'll eight. see what happens. We'll see what happens. But we got something coming up that's very, very special. Flywalker, tell us about what's about to come up on the show right now. Well, well right now, to give you an idea, unfortunately, uh, due to circumstances, uh, many of you know we talked last week, uh, there will be no snippets of truth this week with Big Daddy P. Uh, as he was talking about, had very successful surgery this past week. He's recovering. We hope to have Big Daddy P back on the program next week. Get well soon, Big Daddy P. Uh, I think he had two, I think he had two, uh, two discs fused, and they already said he's up and moving, and, and he's going to be getting better and stronger by the day. But speaking of which, we're going to go ahead here and we're going to go throw things over. Uh, we now kind of got into a segment every week talking about the world's, fantasy, world's greatest fantasy wrestling group, the FWWC. And ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I'm going to go ahead and throw things over to the CEO of the FWWC. Ladies and gentlemen, Dewan Mills, how are you doing? Not the CEO, Hoss. What's going on here? I thought we we're supposed to be the CEO right now. How you doing tonight? Well, let me tell you something. The CEO called up hardcore Hoss at the last minute, and he said, Hoss, once again, I am slacking on my job, 
and uh, could you pick up the slack for me? And so here is Hardcore Hoss to pick up the slack, ladies and gentlemen, as usual. So, you know, it is what it is with Mr. Mills. He, he tends to slack from time to time, but that's okay. All right. Well, like I said, if you're taking if you're taking control of the FWWC uh, segment here tonight, I'm just going to go ahead and throw things over to you because I know there's a lot of great information about the FWWC and this Friday's challenge as well. So, Hardcore Hoss, take it away. All right, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who don't know, the FWWC is the world's fantasy wrestling, the world's premier fantasy wrestling chapter. And let me tell you, we have a lot of fun there. It's it's If you can't be in the ring for whatever reason, we cut promos, we have weekly challenges, you know, we... We do a lot of stuff that's just really fun. Go to watch parties and uh, have matches. And this coming Friday night, we have some upcoming matches. And uh, if that damn guy in the back can get his act together. Oh, there they are. Finally. So this coming Friday night, the card looks like this. We have Jimmy Rattlesnake. Taking on Oni. So that should be a pretty good matchup. We haven't seen either one of them here lately in action. So it's good to see them getting some action going. And then in the main event, we have old rivals, same enemies. We have Marcus Mayhem of La Familia facing off against Robert also from La Familia. So that should be a pretty good card there. It's worth uh, checking out. And no, you don't see Hardcore Haas on this card, but uh, trust me, you will see Hardcore Haas in action very soon, especially come SummerSlam when Hardcore Haas will take that world title from none other than the lawman Nick Luke. So... Surprised he's not in here running his mouth like he normally is, but you know, hey, good to see that he's not. So, Mr. Roberts, I see you're back in here now and uh, ready to take back over. It's been an honor to come on here, a Wrestle Talk podcast, one of the best podcasts around. I love checking it out, and you know, it's a privilege to be here as a part of it. So. Well, well, Hoss, I got to tell you right now, even though I was looking forward to seeing the CEO, you more than took care of business as you always do each and every week with the WrestleTalk podcast and the FWWC, which you can check the FWWC tonight, every Thursday night at 730 on all of your great social media outlets, much like you can catch the WrestleTalk podcast. So that's right. You know, one thing I've been looking at too here, Sonny, we've been talking about, we're going to have to have a discussion once he gets back in here. And I know as soon as I say something about it, he's going to pop back on screen. He's probably slacking like that CEO guy, you know, it's one they, of those they, things. Sonny, oh, oh, Sonny, how, how you doing there, Sonny? <laughs> I, I, I didn't see you there. You know, it's almost on cue. If you look in the chat that we've been having here tonight, we've had four or five different people talking about different kinds of coffee. And I'm going to ask before we bring our next guest on here real quick and simple. What is your preferred uh, blend of coffee? The hot one. <laughs> no, uh, you know what? I, I do about anything. Um, 
I, I put I've over, heard that about you. I, I I used to put over. Uh, sorry, I'm yelling at my coffee boy. My coffee spilled, sir. Thank you. Good night. Sorry about that. My 14 year old. He refills my coffees when I'm hosting Russell Talk podcast. He's coming down here grabbing a almost a half full cup of coffee. I'm gonna have to give him a massage of Tanaka elbow. Get it. Get away from me. Anyways, I was putting over. Uh, Dunkin' Donuts coffee for the longest time growing up on the East Coast, growing up in Philly, it was Dunkin' Donuts everywhere, okay? Uh, moved, moved out here to the Midwest, uh, went to this place called Quick Trip. It's like, okay, well, I'll try Quick Trip out. Went, tried a cup of coffee, and I think I'd rather have taken the insole of my shoe out and licked it, okay? Quick Trip's coffee is trash. Trash. T-R-A-S-H. Trash. Dunkin' Donuts is going downhill. I mean, ever since it – and it's not even called Dunkin' Donuts anymore. It's just called Dunkin'. And when they took the donuts with them, they took the coffee with them also. I don't know what they did to the recipe. Maybe they need the old little guy back from the 80s commercial who used to say it's time to make the donuts. The donuts. I don't know. Um, so now it's pretty much any Walmart brand. Uh, we do the Keurig gimmick. We got a Keurig. Uh, the wife gets the Walmart brands. Pretty good. The breakfast blend. You know what I mean? Um, uh, I enjoy really honestly about any type of coffee, to be honest with you, as long as it's a good cup. My favorite right now, Pilot. Pilot Gas Station. Oh, my God, Luke Roberts. It's a Stone Cold Steve Austin 1999 pop. Goosebumps for the Pilot coffee, bro. Goosebumps. <laughs> Shout out to Pilot for putting on the great coffee. Well, I can tell you right now, Sonny, I'm not normally a coffee guy, but I got to tell you, the last real good cup of coffee I had, and a lot of people are going to say, oh, well, you're a Starbucks guy or whatever. <laughs> the last real good cup of coffee I had was the Tim Hortons. Okay. Hey, I've never had the Tim Hortons. I've heard nothing but phenomenal things about it. I'm going to have to try it, though. Well, you know, Sonny, not only have we heard a lot of good things about different brands of coffee about uh, throughout this country, but we've also heard a lot of great things. And I got to tell you, when you told me about our next guest, I was through the roof. I mean, I'm really looking forward to this next interview. I want to go ahead and throw this over to you because I don't want to take any more time. we got to get our next guest on here because this is going to be one of the most anticipated interviews that I've had in a long time, probably since episode 400. I am really looking forward to this next interview. Well, I, 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 I threw out a, a cast with some bait on it trying to grab a big fish here when I reached out to this gentleman. And I didn't know if he was going to bite because, hey, man, we're just a lonely little wrestling podcast based in Midwest, but we put on a hell of an entertaining show and we got some great hosts. And that's what I banked it on to him. And he graciously said, okay. And from the moment he said, okay, and this is his shoot, Luke Roberts, and I'm dead honest about this, I have been playing Michael Jackson in my truck. So if you've seen me in Olathe, Kansas – Blasting Jackson 5 and blasting the Thriller album, this gentleman is the reason why. To me, he is one of my favorite gentlemen to follow on social media. He's based out of Las Vegas. He's dipping his toe, or should I say he's moonwalking his way through the pro wrestling world right now. Ladies and gentlemen, let me welcome you to the Wrestle Talk podcast, the one and only Santana Jackson. Hey, thanks for having me. How you guys yeah, baby. Whoop. Yo, Santana, man. 
thank you so 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 much for coming on, man. I I listen. I really do appreciate you coming on, man. I really do. Thank you again. Ah, uh, yeah. Thanks for having me. No problem. So talk to us a little bit here about backstory, man. Obviously, you know we're gonna get into the Michael stuff, but I want to know more about the wrestling stuff. Did you grow up a wrestling fan? If so, you know who who grabbed your eye on wrestling, and and how did you get into the wrestling world here? Oh man, I was a big wrestling fan since I was a kid. Uh, I used to love The Rock, um, Eddie Guerrero, yeah. uh, Undertaker, Stone Cold, shoot, uh, Mankind, just for how crazy he was when he takes some of these bumps. Um, man, it just you know it was, it was a lot of great uh, inspiration when I was growing up. I just I love watching it. I play it at home. You know, I have I have a little brother, so um, me and him will go at it and uh, practice some moves on him that I watch. You know. Some belly to belly across the room on the bed, you know, whatever. <laughs> yup. And did you so did so did, did did parental figures get pissed at you like they did for me, bro? Because I was a big Jeff Hardy fan, and I used to uh, swanton off my mom's couch on the pillows in the living room, and we lived in an apartment. So not only was I getting heat from my mom, but then I was getting heat from the neighbors too because on Monday nights. You know, I, I was a big kid, even at 12 years old. I, I'm swan, literally, I'm swantoning on the living room floor in the second bedroom apartment. So, did you get did you get heat from the parental, from the mom, the dad, or whatever? Well, I got in trouble because I would grab their beds and uh, bring it out to the living room and my bed and my brother's bed and have all the beds on the floor. And now we got a wrestling ring and <laughs> we're jumping <laughs> off the couch and slamming in each other, breaking things. He hates wrestling now. <laughs> <laughs> Does he uh, hate wrestling because of that there, Santana, though? I mean, yeah, because of me. <laughs> Everything <laughs> I learned. Check out the Rock's bottom. Uh, I mean, yeah. At first, we, we was kind of like the Hardy boys together. We, we think we were the Hardys. We'll go at it. And uh, I've I done a swan time. I've done some stuff. Even my uh, sister, like, she came to visit us from uh, New York. And uh, I think her first day there visiting, I'm, I'm, I'm all in wrestling mode. And she starts to play around with us. So I, I jump off the couch with, uh, with the people's elbow. And uh, not even the, the Macho Man's elbow, you know, it was just like, I got yep. the Macho Man elbow, and um, I popped the shoulder out of place the first uh -huh. day of visit Florida. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm sorry, sis, I love you. Um, uh, and, and you know what? And I'll share a couple little personal stories here. I've had two things. One, um, I ran into a couch in the back of the couch where the wood frame is. I put my nose right into it. And busted my nose all up. I think I was about 10 or 11 years old then. And then another one, and I actually got to tell him this. Um, so uh, Booker T, Booker T won the WCW World Championship for the first time off of Jeff Jarrett at Bash at the Beach 2000. The very next day, I was in my, my dad's apartment in Northeast Philly. And I was so hyped about it, bro, because I was such a big Booker T fan. And I'm doing the sucker and all that. And I went there, jump up in the air, and I was imitating him. I went to jump up in the air and do his sidekick that he does. Well, when I came down, I lost my balance, and I put my ass right through my dad's glass coffee table. Now, luckily, I didn't get cut up or anything about, you know, and luckily, um, I told my dad, I said, oh, I tripped over my sock. And my dad's like, oh, you're watching that fucking karate shit. I'm like, it's not karate, <laughs> pop. It's fucking wrestling. You know what I mean? And so and even now, 35 is something me and my dad laugh about. And then uh, just a few months ago, we had Planet Comic Con here in Kansas City, and Booker T was one of the one of the guests here. So I actually got to tell that story to Booker T, and he popped for it. But you know, that's what we're supposed to do when we're kids, man. We're supposed to beat up our symbolism, rock bottom, and all that. So, 
so now my question to you though, Santana was, um, you know, at that age, did, did you want to get into business or was that just kind of a phase for you? I loved, I just loved wrestling as a kid, you know, I wasn't sure I could ever be a wrestler, you know, but I was like, you know, I love wrestling. Um, I followed it. I collect almost every belt I could collect. Um, I kind of went to many events I, I can go to. I met a lot of celebrities, a lot of different wrestlers. I met Hulk Hogan. I got his autograph. That was kind of cool. He yeah. Was, uh, popular, you know, when he was, when he was it. <clears throat> I don't know what he is now, but he's it, all right. But, um, <laughs> um, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, and, I, and I've tried to dip my toe into the wrestling world and realized it kind of really wasn't for me um, as far as actually being in the ring and competing or anything like that. But now I, I, do, do, um, I do do ring announcing here at a few promotions here in the Midwest. Uh, my buddy Luke Roberts, he's on the St. Louis side of Missouri. I'm on the Kansas City side. Luke Roberts is involved with a promotion called Dynamo Pro. So, you know, uh, and, and I think it really all stems from, from uh, just the love of wrestling from when we were kids, man. You know what I mean? So... Um, I came across you on social media. I, I think like how a lot of people did in the wrestling community of, of, of taking this personnel of, 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 of Michael Jackson and, and incorporating it into a wrestling match and a wrestling promotion and all that. Um, so, you know, let's lead it into that, man. Michael, you know, what, what got you going with Michael Jackson? I mean, around the same time I was watching wrestling and Michael, so I was listening to Michael's music and, uh, I always jammed to his music beat. You know, I didn't, I really know much what he was saying, but I'd watch him dance and watch him get down. And I'd be stuck just watching that. It's like kids watching cartoons, all the colors on the TV. Like, well, Michael was kind of like that for me while he was moving around. Like, oh, wow, look at that. Someone can actually do that and be comfortable enough to do these movements and not feel like, oh, someone's going to judge you or whatever like that. Because I would never dance in front of people. So Michael always kept me back, you know. Made, made, made me come out, you know, more like, all right, let's just dance, let's do it, screw it, we can just, who cares what people think, just have fun. Um, shoot, that, that just kind of led into more of my wrestling too, watching wrestling and doing Michael, and I moved out here to, what, Vegas? Uh, you know, when I moved out here, but I was like 26. So uh, for like three years, or for a year I was homeless, for two years I was just working off the street uh, for tips and donations, doing charity events in hospitals, and then, uh, I slowly got picked up by a show, started working for the MJ Live show, and my brother found, my brother moved out here with me for a bit, and uh, he found the wrestling. He's like, hey, we can go do wrestling, we can go train and get in there and do something with this. I was like, man, I would love to do that, you know, I, now I had enough money to do so. I paid for classes, we went to class, and uh, they found out that I was doing the Michael Jackson guy. They were like, oh, you know, Michael for the show, dude, we gotta get you to come in one day and wrestle as Michael. I was like, after I got a little more training in, so, you know, I, got, I was training for a while before they actually said, okay, we're going to have you do your first match. And of course, you know, I do my first match. I come up with the Moonwalk DDT. <laughs> now I'm doing Michael Jackson all the time. I was like, well, I was trying to just do it at one time. And it became, <laughs> uh, this is your life now. This is what you're going to, you're going to put makeup on, some lipstick. You are a forever Michael Jackson tribute artist wrestler. Yeah. You know, get ready to live like RuPaul. You know what I'm saying? You're going to do your hair, your wig, your makeup. I don't do a wig. I mean, my own hair. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, putting a lot of makeup on is crazy. And then wrestling in the ring. Getting, by the end of the match, I look like the Joker. <laughs> but you know what? It, 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 it's taking on 
such a a viral sensation, Santana. It really has, man. And then and it just grasps people not only from the music world, but the pro wrestling world and just the entertainment world in general. You know what I mean? And 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 it's put so many uh eyes on wrestling that was not there, but also in the same breath, it's put so many eyes on Michael Jackson for 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 you know, I have four boys myself, you know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, my five-year-old, he doesn't know who Mike is, not yet, but I mean he's I, I know uh, I'm gonna tell you, he's heard him a couple times because I'm jamming some Mike in my car, regardless, man. You know what I mean? Um, every, every, uh, Halloween, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Uh, well, yeah. And that's just that, that. Well, that's just in general, but you know, I grew up in Philly. I grew up, uh, with soul and I grew up in, in a household where my dad was listening to the, to the Delphonics and, and Al Green and the Temptations and Marvin Gaye. So the first time I heard Michael and like really heard him and knew what was going on. I remember this very vividly, I was about 10 years old. It was about 1996 that I remember hearing Michael. It was at a block party and it was in front of a bunch of kids. And I remember I actually did uh, one of the dance moves like Mike and all these kids laughed at me, bro, because they were like, you know, it's Michael. He's grabbing his crotch at the time. He's not wearing stylish urban clothes, his clothes are real tight, so on and so bro. forth. But I've always kind of took that stance and I even take it till today because I don't know a lot of 35 year olds, uh, such as myself that are still listening to that seventies soul eighties R and B as much as I do. I let, you know, that's, I'm a big hip hop head. I, I listen to a lot of rap. I listen to a lot of hip hop, but I, in the same breath, I listen to a lot of seventies R and B and seventies soul and so on and so forth. So, um, but again, you've put so many eyes on that. Um, and, and, and now you're talking about when you started off with this Michael thing. So did you ever get a chance to meet Michael? I was hoping to. I mean, I became a tribute artist thinking if I became good enough, uh, he would he would see me and come watch me. You know, I was doing it as a sign holder in Florida. You know, I used to do a bomb jewelers holding a big old sign and moonwalking up and down the sidewalk. Full Michael gimmick, you know. Right. Um, got the sun kicking my butt the whole time there, five hours a day, just to make some extra money. But I was like trying to progress and get better at being a micro tribute artist. I was learning how to really get into the movement, how to really turn into Michael and be like, you know, have the voice and I love you and get the whole <laughs> thing together and get all this and smile, you know, covers my mouth. It's just, it's a lot. Um, but but by, by the time I got anywhere that I started getting rec any recognition, he had passed away. Yeah. And um, I was like, what, what, what do I want to do now? Because that's kind of the only person I really wanted to meet, you know, besides meeting The Rock. I was like, these are the two guys that it goes one. So I was like, all right, so what I'm going to do is continue on. You know, I, I worked this hard at it. I'm going to continue doing it and try to see what happens. Went to Vegas and, you know, started from scratch and worked my way up to uh, becoming one of the top tribute artists out here. And, and and so what are the other tribute artists? Because, you know, you go to Vegas, you'll see a million Elvises, you'll see a million Elviras, you'll see a million Michael Jacksons. What do the other tribute artists think about you doing it and incorporating it with pro wrestling? Um... Other wrestlers, I mean, other Michaels are thinking they're awesome. They love it. They're like, yo, that's so cool. That's funny. That's cool that you're adding this. You're making you the thriller to it. You're doing so – I'm, I'm mixing it up with everything I can do that's Michael, but I want to make it uh, as realistic as rest for wrestling, you know, as realistic as possible. I hit somebody with something on me, like, if I really hit you with that, you're really going to go down, you know. Yeah. So it's like, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard work thinking about trying to figure out what what's uh, going to work for the wrestling world and also stay kind of to what I'm – 
Well, and I've even seen the progression because, like you said, one of the very first things that went viral was the Moonwalk DDT. But now, and, and, and it's something that's been going on social media now for the past couple of days, is your match against Effie. And, and, bro, just the stuff that you incorporated in that match that's new that you weren't incorporating before, or at least that wasn't getting a viral sensation with it. You know, kudos to you for even coming up with and being creative of involving more of Michael <laughs> Yo, that thriller spot was spectacular, too. I loved it that you came out from under, came up with the jacket. I don't want to spoil it. For those who haven't seen it, please go out there and go check it out. But, you know, um, you just incorporating more Mike, more Michael into your pro wrestling matches. Will we ever see any other Michael incorporations into a match? Like, will we ever see, like, a Jackson 5 or maybe, like, an off-the-wall Michael incorporated in there or anything like that? You never know. Things might happen. Things change up. I'm always trying to work on my next big thing, to make, the, next, the next thing to make everyone pop, you know? So, just, you know, for every match I have, I think for every, every wrestler I've wrestled so far, like, I've learned something new. Each one, each yep. match, I picked up something, gotten better. Um, I've learned more. I learned how to do something better, how to how to act like, how to you know take something. Or there's certain moves I never took in before. I wrestled Joey Janela and Superplex. I never took in that before, but that was that was kind of like okay. I think in it now. I can add that to one of my little check checklists. You know, stuff I want yep. to try out. Um, but I learned how to you know how to take that, how to deal with stuff like that. I feel like I'm getting better and better. I'm learning the crowd more what they want trying to give them exactly what they want well and you already but i mean you're starting it off with such a great gimmick anyway bro because i don't care what people say and people can diss and there's a lot of people who do but there's a lot of people in this world in this world not just in the usa that love mike and they adore mike you know what i mean and so like so you to come into the pro wrestling world and have that established gimmick already that's few and far between and even Flywalker next to me here can attest to that but listen, I don't want to keep rambling on. I know Flywalker's got some questions. Luke, I'll be able to jump in here with Santana. I, I hope you're enjoying this interview so far, Flywalker. Oh, most definitely. Like I said, it's one of those. Have, uh, we have Santana Jackson here on the Russell Talk podcast this evening. Now, Santana, you've had an opportunity to compete all across this country. And I would be remiss to ask you, are there any, like, I don't want to say stories, but are there any memories that you've taken from being in the professional wrestling ring thus far that you can share with the viewers of the program? Um, I think, like, the coolest thing for me, for wrestling, when it came to wrestling and stuff, was when I came to training. I got to train with, uh, you know, Jake the Snake. Um, kind of helped me with my DVD. Kind of teach me how to how to get better, how to take one. Uh, training with him was fun. Uh, we had a Disco Inferno train us before. And uh, D.O. Brown was another one of our trainers. So, like, we asked Awesome trainers. Those guys were really cool to be to pick their brain to see what they think and how they how they view the world of wrestling. And and I got to tell you that that hits right on point with me and the idea of her being able to go to those people, sit under the learning tree, if you will, and learn the art of professional wrestling while making that cross to the world of Michael Jackson. Now I have to ask you have competed all around the country. And I know a lot of people would say, Oh, WWE, AEW, ROH, new Japan, so on and so forth. Are there any promotions that have registered with you that have just, or, or places in general that you really wish that you could compete in or compete, like say, as far as cities or promotions in particular? I mean, I love, I love wrestling. I love traveling. I love to wrestle anywhere, you know, wherever, Wherever they accept me, they, they appreciate what I'm bringing. You know, I'm, I'm happy to be there and perform. And 
make everyone smile. I mean, AEW picked me up. I know if I wanted to go TV or anything like that, I couldn't do it with makeup. But, but, you know, uh, you can get sued, and we ain't trying to get sued today, so you'll just meet the, you'll meet the real Santana. So, uh, well, I'll still be Santana Jackson because if I ever went to, like, anything on TV, I would wipe my makeup off, but the costumes and everything stays where it needs to stay, you know? I still come off the whole hairdo, but no face, but, like, for getting signed by anybody, I would love to work with, like, uh, well, I would have loved to work with WWE back in the day. Now it's kind of changed a bit, so I, I'm kind of, like, iffy with them, but I wouldn't, like, I would, I would love to try out what they would be with, uh, there. You had mentioned earlier on, too, about uh, having matches with, like, uh, Effie and Joey Janela and things like that. How um, – can you give the, the viewers of the WrestleTalk podcast kind of a the reaction that you get from the beginning of walking into the ring until the conclusion of your match? Is it one of those where it, it seems like it's just, like it's it happens like from a, the beginning? Kind of get them to kind of follow you along. I don't know if they, they see it. as soon as I come out. I get I, sometimes I get a good pop. I mean, there was one time I didn't. They were kind of like all boots, but um, I go off of whatever you give me. <laughs> so uh, I still give them the same energy. I still give them the same. You know, it could be three people in the audience. I'm still gonna give the same stuff. It was a 50, 500, you know, whatever. Um, but the crowd tends sometimes they they eat it up. I come out. I kind of interact with everybody. I moonwalk. I dance with everybody for a bit. I'll work my way around the ring, kind of show love to everyone. And then, um, of course, I get in the ring and do a little quick routine, the micro movement, and uh, a quick hee-hee, and I, ow, <laughs> I got him. <laughs> <laughs> well, one last question, and I'm going to go ahead and throw things back over to my broadcast partner here this evening. Um, you talk about how you've gone from, from, from the beginnings all the way to Vegas, and you've made a pretty successful journey of it in the, in the media world in Vegas. You've also made a very good – successful run in the pro wrestling world um what kind of difficulties did you encounter kind of having to blend the two of them i mean again you said earlier you like to travel but has there been any real major problems or logistical issues of, of doing both at the same time not really i mean i've had any problems some some wrestlers don't look at it and they, they try to treat me like i'm not, I'm not a wrestler They're like oh you're not a real wrestler you're just you know, and that's why I prove myself every time I try to get in there and just show them now more than what you think, what you, what you see. You know, you see a, a mask here, but behind the mask is the actual dude that's uh, training his ass off to, to, you know, entertain everybody from something more than uh, a gimmick. I, let's, I, I appreciate that very much, Santana. Um, Sonny, I'm going to go ahead and throw things over to you. Like I said, we have Santana Jackson here on the Wrestle Talk podcast tonight. And Sonny, I'm going to throw it back to you. No, and, and, and kind of just elaborate what you were saying there, Santana. You know, um, yeah, you got the gimmick of, of Michael, but you are Santana. And, you know, uh, I have seen your progression in the ring because I, I follow you on social media, man. Like, I, I actually follow you. You know what I mean? I just, not just friends with you on Facebook. I, I follow what you do. And I've seen you in the ring from, like, right when you started – and, and really got viral to now and the stuff with Effie, but other people and so on and so forth. So, um, you know, and, and kudos to you for realizing uh, that, you know, there's so many great names of pro wrestling to sit under their learning tree and learn stuff from, bro. I can't think of anybody else in this world 
to learn to, how to do a DDT than from Jake Roberts. You know what I mean? Like, and for, so for you to realize that, because uh, there's been so many, and, and Santana, and I think you know this, man, especially in Vegas and especially out there more towards the West Coast, there's been so many 15-minute phenoms, bro. You know what I mean? So many people, they get famous for, for, for something on social media, and they get a big head, and they think, ah, I'm, I'm set for life or whatever, and then you don't ever hear from them again. You know what I mean? So so for you to be humble, uh, to, to step into this wrestling world and be humble and realize you know what? And we're just going to shoot here and I don't give a shit. And, and, and I've said it on my personal Facebook and I'm going to say it on Russell talk podcast. Cause I'm one of the hosts. There's a lot of assholes in pro wrestling, bro. And you're going to, you know, I think that the, the, the longer you're in this business, the more you're going to realize it. And I think they're kind of, it's maybe not so much nowadays, but there's and in everyday life, there's assholes, but there's definitely assholes in the wrestling business. And, and you're no matter what, you're going to walk into a locker room and they're just going to say, Ah, eh, he's the Michael Jackson impersonator. Screw him. But then once you go out there and you got the fans in the palm of your hands, bro, you know what I mean? But not only that, you're 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 doing what they're doing and you're doing it even better than they are, then that's where the respect comes in, brother. So um, you know, again, I just want to thank you so much for 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 being on the show with us. Um yeah. I've got I've got one last question, and I think it's the most important question of the whole night, not just this interview, but of this whole podcast. I've got one more question, and we're, me and you, we're gonna have a little game show challenge, my friend. I hope you're okay with that. We're gonna do a best of three questions. But the the, the number one most important question of all Russell Talk podcast tonight, Santana Jackson. What is your all-time Michael Jackson favorite song? Billy Jean. Ah, oh, bro, Billy Jean. Come on, yo, Dirty Diana's not it. I was hoping, I was hoping no, for Dirty Diana. Kind of, kind of, did you see the routine to Billy Jean? Have you seen yeah. the progression of Billy Jean? Did you see the dance routine? It was all about the, the, you know, what he brought to it. You know, I mean, there's a lot of great songs he sang, like "Heal the World," "Man in the Mirror," great yep. vocals. A lot of these songs. Uh, Remember the time with another great song, but uh, oh, great one. When it came to getting down and jamming, like I think he really killed it when it came to Billy Jean for that solo spot where the light comes on and he's about to about to show you something you ain't never knew before. And yep. <laughs> I think I, Michael really Billy Jean's always been my favorite since I was a kid, so that's what <clears throat> caught me to Michael, you know. Yeah. No, that's dope, bro. And you know, Michael Jackson, uh one of the best artists of all time, bro. And just seeing the videos of him just standing there. Just standing there and people fainting. Like, I don't know any other artist that was going on with. Like, Elvis wasn't making that happen. Rolling Stones wasn't making that happen. You know, he was just standing there. I mean, people that, that faint, people get pregnant. People just die. They just all this because he's up there. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Nothing short of it, bro. But anytime uh, he comes on the radio or he comes across my Spotify or he comes across my YouTube, he's one of my main. Main, main artist that's on my YouTube on Saturday when I'm cleaning this house. Bro, I'm moonwalking a, 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 across that freshly Lysol floor. My wife is killing me, and I don't give a shit, bro, because I'm feeling Mike at the time. Um, like asking who's your one and only favorite wrestler. So we got a, we got one more also question here, Santana, and this is yeah. uh, uh, from Jay Hollywood. Uh, he actually does a, a podcast uh, with Pat Militich, famous UFC Hall of Famer. Uh, be sure to check it out. Be sure to check out Jeffrey Wilson, Jay Hollywood. Uh, he wants to know your your favorite one and only wrestler of all time. I mean, The Rock has always been the one I love. Yeah, that, up. Even right. when he 
the, the curly hair when he was all come out with the blue outfit, and the blue suit. You know, I even had the toy. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, what was it, Rocky Johnson? Is he coming out? What was he coming out? Is Rocky? It was. No, I think it was Rocky. Yeah, yeah, Rocky Maivia yeah. first. Yep. Yeah. That's when he was coming out. That's that's the rock I that grew up on. That was like that's the rock I liked. And I watched him, you know, get more more of a character to him and really let himself go. Like that's that's the rock. And, 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 and you can almost argue, bro. And uh, you know, thank God for technology. You can go back on the uh, the on the Peacock now and go back and watch some of them Raws, especially like the year two thousand when Austin was out and, and Rock was just white hot on lightning fire. He almost mm-hmm. had that Michael Jackson s to him. Where I remember a couple times where he just he stood on that second like during his entrance he would come out and he would stand on that second turnbuckle and he would just stand there and it was almost Michael Jackson esque where people were just going ape shit they were going bananas and all my man was doing was standing there you know what I mean he just not just taking the, yeah. the, of the energy he got in the air like he was look like, I got goosebumps right now talking about it bro you know that 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 was it that's the beautiful thing about professional wrestling. Um, but Santana, we're going to go ahead and we're going to get into the game show challenge, man. And I hope you're okay with this. This is not something I really previously talked to you about. I usually do with guests, but this is super simple. It's just going to be uh, wrestling or Michael Jackson related questions. The first one to answer is is the correct one, or correct answer. The first one to answer correctly is the winner of that one. Are you down for that, Santana? Yeah, sure. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. All right. Well, Hardcore Hoss, you'd be so kind to go ahead and get us a little bit of um, Game Show Challenge music. We got a little bit of that tonight. (laughs) Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell All yeah. right. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this week's installment of the world famous Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Tonight's Game Show Challenge is scheduled for the best two out of three falls. Our competitors this evening are representing the Wrestle Talk Podcast, Sonny Money Mayo, and our opponent this evening is Santana Jackson. In a few moments, I'm going to give you information about three famous individuals regarding the world of professional wrestling. When you think you know the answer, go ahead and shout out your answer. First to get two out of three correct will be tonight's winner. Now, Sonny kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier on. Tonight's WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge category is musicians and professional wrestling. I'm going to give you information about three individuals who are very much involved with music and the world of professional wrestling. When you think you know who it is, go ahead and shout out your answer. We're going to have Hardcore Hoss standing by as our judge. Um, Santana, are you ready? Yeah, sure. Okay, Sonny, are you ready? Listen, bro. Jackson 5, off the wall, thriller, man in the man. It does not matter. All right, Santana Jackson, what's about to happen right now is I'm about to moonwalk all over you. Las Vegas, Michael Jackson style, my friend. Welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. I'm sorry about your loss that you're about to do, Santana. Sorry, bro. <laughs> All right, here we go, everybody, with question number one. This individual has been affiliated throughout his wrestling and music career with TNA Impact Wrestling, 
the NWA and was the front man of the Smashing Pumpkins. Name it. Billy Corgan. That is correct. One nothing, Sonny Money Mayo. He has got an answer on the board. Uh, let's see here. Santana, are you ready for question number two? Yeah. All right. Sonny Money, are you ready? Santana, bro, you just got to shout it out, my man. You think you know who it is? Just shout it out, bro. Come on. Make this a little competitive for me. <laughs> All right. Here is question number two. This individual is a member of the WWE Hall of Fame. He has also performed musically by leading his cousin, Sasha Banks, to the ring at WrestleMania. Name him. That is correct. Anna Jackson coming back, winning that second fall. It was Snoop Dogg. It is one-to-one. At this point, it's time for that all and decisive third fall. At this point, uh, Santana, are you ready? Yeah. All right. Uh, Sonny Money, are you ready? I have to take a quote from Michael Jackson. I have to be looking at the man in the mirror here. I'm disappointed in myself that I'm at one and one with the world-famous Santana Jackson. It should have been over by now, Flywalkers. Should have been done. But we got to go for question number three. I got to take a sip of coffee. I'm ready. Let's rock it. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and we'll let Sonny get his, his drink of coffee in because, I mean, again, that's that's one of his things that he does. Question number three. This individual has been at many WWE events. His music has been heard with several WWE personalities. He was ringside for WrestleMania II when he accompanied fellow countrymen the British Bulldogs to the ring. Please name this member of Black Sabbath. Ozzy Osbourne. All right, I'm going to have to go to Hardcore Haas on this one. Hardcore, we got to have you come on in here for just a second. I, I, I really couldn't tell. Who do you think wound up being in early? Uh, unfortunately, I, I, I heard Sonny, but you know. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, with a score of two falls to one, tonight's winner of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge is Sonny Money Mayo, Hardcore Hoss. Would you hit that victory music, please? Oh, man. All right. Thank you for that, Hardcore Hoss. Now, Santana, first of all, I want to say thank you for being a part of the WrestleTalk podcast tonight. It's been a great time here. I do want to tell you right now, as we go through things here, I know you do a lot of things in Vegas. I know for a fact that the WrestleTalk podcast is going to be out your way in late September as a part of the Cauliflower Alley Club, and I'm going to have to make it a point to get in contact with you because we're going to be out there and make it a point to catch you live in your in your hometown, so to speak, of Las Vegas. For those that would like to know more about Santana Jackson or to follow you on social media, how could they do that? Uh, just check out Santana.Jackson7 on Instagram, SJMoonwalkDDT on Twitter, and uh, Santana Jackson for Facebook. 
All right. Well, like I said, I would say it's an honor and a privilege to have you on the program tonight. And officially to say you are now officially a member of the Russell Talk Podcast family. Sonny Money, any final thoughts before we uh, end this interview with Santana Jackson here? This Again, man, I- I'm glad to be able to dip into a little bit more of the personal world of Santana Jackson and not just see the Michael Jackson impersonator coming across my Facebook feed. It really, truly has been an honor to have you on Wrestle Talk Podcast. And just as like my man Flywalker said, we do officially, officially want to welcome you to the Wrestle Talk Podcast family. I hope you have nothing but much continued success doing all your stuff with Michael Jackson, but also in the world of professional wrestling and in life in general. Flywalker, the Night Owl, will be making the trip from the Midwest out there to Las Vegas in September. I hope they link up with you. I hope you just continue to keep kicking ass, Santana. And one last time, man, thank you so, so, so much for coming on Russell Talk Podcast, bro. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate you guys. <laughs> keep rocking, brother. All right, ladies and ladies and gentlemen, Santana Jackson here on the Russell Talk Podcast. I got to tell you, Sonny, tonight has been a great night. We've talked about a lot of different things. We got high spots in. We got an opportunity to talk. With the Unbound Barbarian, Ryan Cole, we had Santana Jackson here on the program. And wait a minute, that's not coffee, my friend. No, it's not, brother. We're hitting water here. And you got it right there, Sonny. Did we get to eight? We hit seven. We oh. hit seven. Listen, we came up short just like Jeremy Clark does all the time in his dating life. But that's okay. Hey, what are you going to do? Seven, not eight. All right? Eight didn't skate, but seven stayed straight. I hit seven, man. Hey, it's nine o'clock, Kansas City time. I gotta be driving the truck at like seven thirty in the morning. I hope I get some sleep tonight. All right, <laughs> but when I get in that truck in the morning, I'm gonna be banging some Michael Jackson because, like you said, Flywalker, we have Santana Jackson on here tonight. World famous Michael Jackson impersonator. We have Rocco Ryan Cole on here. Man, we cover high spots. We covered Flair. We covered TV 14 with WWE. My man Jay Hollywood's been in that comment section holding it down all night long. Shout out to Ryan Whitesell, the Rhino, also been there. Everybody in the comment section. I love doing Russell Talk podcast, especially with you, Flywalker. Well, I got to tell you right now, this has been a great program, having a great opportunity. And like I said, if there's anybody you want to see on the Wrestle Talk podcast, make it a point to uh, send us a message, send us an email, let us know who you want to see here on the program, and we will do everything we can to bring them on the program. One last thing before we kind of call our night, we got to go ahead and once again thank those great sponsors as well as all the great viewers of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Tune in each and every week. Also, want to give a shout out to Herb Simmons from SICW. Want to thank our great sponsors, Royal Mills Transportation, Juan Mills, Rathbun Engraving, home of those great Russell Talk podcast mugs, and the Tumblr. If you want any more information, or twenty dollars a piece, check out with the Russell Talk podcast uh, staff member, Nobleman's Barber Lounge, Kansas City. Ask for Pete the Barber. I know that Sonny's going to be doing so very, very soon. Uh, the Kincaid Arcade, mm-hmm. Everything Combat with Hall of Famer Pat Militich and Jay Hollywood. Neat to KC Party Rentals, Interstate 70 Sports Media with our good friend, the maestro Jeremy Carp, and the Fantasy Wrestling Worldwide Chapter, the world's premier fantasy wrestling group. I got to tell you right now, Sonny, it was a great show. It's got me psyched up this Thursday. Dynamo Pro Wrestling is going to be at Gateway Harley-Davidson, Lima Ferry Road, a free event. Make it a point to come on out. It's going to be a great night of pro wrestling action. Make sure to keep your eyes open, whether you're in Kansas City or St. Louis or West Coast or East Coast, 
or up in Canada or your Mexico or you're anywhere in the world, make it a point to keep tabs on all the great professional wrestling in your area. And also make sure to support the Wrestle Talk podcast each and every week. Let everybody know about us. Make sure we get more and more people watching each and every week. We're here every Tuesday, 8 to 10 Eastern, 7 to 9 Central. And also make it a point to check out the FWWC tonight on Thursday, 7.30, right here on all your great social media outlets. Another great shows in the book. Next week, we're going to be right back here with more great wrestling talk. We're part of the Wrestle Talk podcast for Luke Roberts. I'm Sonny Money. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope each and every one of you have a good night. And thank you for checking out. Wrestle Talk Podcast, baby. See you next week. Peace. Love you, Mom. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.